You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny meat ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese doodles are super fresh, or in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. Episode 98 of Nerd Rage Radio's... Nerd Rage Radio's? Nerd Rage Radio's... And I was thinking about your hosts. We've gone too far now. Your hosts. You know? Yes. And then I was like, you know, oh, screw it. Bobby Skullface, and I'm Adam Russman. Joe KW is missing today. On the blocks. I'm a little sad. I yeah. needed. I, we had some topics. I think I needed his Asian persuasion. Really? Yeah. What what topics? Uh, that one post that he sent us the other day with the girls painting. Oh yeah, I'll tell you. Him and I had a great conversation about that. And of course, I, 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 I caught him in a trick bag. Did you? I caught well, him in a trick what bag. What was it? And, you know, and we were just having like healthy. Di- like it wasn't healthy. He he's a very good person to have a discussion conversation with. with. Totally agree. Because One of the best. I told you like the first debate. time. You could debate with him, not an aggressive, like, right, like an exchange of ideas. That's how people should talk. And he was here, like, one of the first times he came over here, him and I, like, I thought he was just coming over to drop off a toy or something. Yeah. And then, like, him and I ended up having and a conversation. Drop off a toy and leave, like, Brand, Brand from Baltimore. Baltimore Brandon, because yeah. Baltimore Brandon can't stand to be around me for more yeah. than two seconds. I hear you. So I, I, I thought we were going to be the similar thing, but it, it was, like, we ended up talking about politics or whatever for, like, three or four hours. Yeah. And had a definite different of difference in opinion. Yeah. But it was a total pleasant conversation. Anyway, I I, I kind of caught like I wasn't trying to catch him. Yeah. You know, but I just and I'm asking questions. He's asking questions to kind of understand each other's point of view. And he was like, well, you know, I was like, because I, I really think that I, I understand I understand the controversy of race change with cosplay. Yeah. But I think I really think that the the large majority of it is really done innocently and really done yes. out of respect. Yes. Um. I understand saying that I understand the controversy, but he was like, "Well, you know, race isn't a costume." I was like, "I understand it's not a costume, but it's it it is an identity of the character, you know, et cetera, et cetera." And I'm like, "Well, sex isn't a costume either, but you changed your sex for that, yeah, cosplay picture, yeah." And then you can see in his face, he's like, "Fuck." Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you know, you know what it is, man. And I've been um, I've been really reviewing my like like on the philosophical like definitions of political things mm-hmm. you know like i am i am a libertarian in my political views but what does that mean because it, it there's a wide spectrum wide you know everybody from bill maher's libertarian to sure sure sure, sure you know sure. you could even say um some very concern, uh, yeah there you go that's perfect um and i i think i am probably what's referred to a classic liberal i'm not a progressive you know, like the progressive stuff gets into that, like communism, into like, you know, there is no individual. I'm about individuals, mm-hmm. like individual rights, mm-hmm. not about like the rights of like the group, the mass. You know, it's the greatest good with the sacrifice of none type mm-hmm. of attitude. Um, because I do have a lot of social liberal things, but like physically, I do think like, okay, we need to, we need to like check ourselves, the walk around like Bruce yeah, Wayne yeah, at a yeah. strip club. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm taking it. <that. laughs> 
Um, just like, just give me a little props once or twice. Yeah. Maybe I get every, it. Hey, whenever I find it, I give it. Um, but it, it's 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 really interesting, and I, and I I think that the big issue with the race thing is there are those who who are still in our society that are traumatized by racial issues, right? Mm-hmm. They are fewer and far between. Sure. Yeah. C- comparatively speaking. Yes. Comparatively speaking, and I think that they're not as I don't think they're as uh, calloused as previous generations. I agree. So there's generations that dealt with real aggressive racism. Sure. You know what I mean? And they got to like, listen, I got to survive this stuff, so I'm going to play the game. I got to play the game. I'm going to thicken up my skin, and I'm going to roll. And if you sit down and talk to like some old hats like that, they kind of reduce what some people go through nowadays. But it, it, it's one of those things where, I'm stuck in this conundrum where it's hard to tell somebody that what they're feeling isn't legit. Right. Right. But at the same time, sometimes you got to suck the fuck up, mm-hmm. you know? And I'll give you a perfect example. Like, I'm walking out of my bedroom last night and I bump into my oldest daughter. And she's starting to get the, the hormones are starting to kick in. And she's like, you know, oh, daddy, you hit me. You know, like, I, like I was walking through and I like hit, her, hit her on the shoulder of my elbow as I was turning the corner. And like, all right, baby, it's okay. Like, it was like, sure, sure, you know, sure. it was nothing. So I go in, say goodbye to other kids, and I come in and she's crying to my wife about how her shoulder hurts or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. And at first, I'm like, I'm like, hey, knock it the fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, you didn't get knocked down. It, you know, brushed up against my elbow. It's fine. Dude, now I can just say to mine, am I going to have to say it? Yeah. And they'll just say, no, I need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she was tired. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, it, it, and we just watched a very sad show, which I'll get into my Nerd Week. Very, you won't believe. You'll never uh, believe what happened to me today. Um, not the sad movie that we were talking about prior to. No. Okay. No, no, no. It's something new. And, um, but, you know, so there's a, there's a level of, of, I think, that people have to, like, kind of, like, grow the fuck up. Right, and I think there's a lot of need to grow the fuck up, and so I do feel like I I told you about that racist comment some dude said to me the other day, like we were like, like yeah. standing in like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. watching you TV, the and I'm like, what the fuck, yeah, yeah, what the yeah. fuck are you, man? Yeah, and um and that was in an area that's a little bit more, you know, it's not as culturally vibrant, mm-hmm. you know, it's and like I look at this dude, like I, I feel bad for you like this, like dude, you don't, you know, you've never had anything outside of all you've seen in your 20 years of existence, you know, this one little area, you know, you never, I mean, there's dudes out there, a lot of, it, it, and it's not just, you know, country-ass white people, there's some, you know, people, people of different races and whatever that just stay in one area, like in Baltimore. Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been some children's first white person. Yeah, yeah. Let and me, let me, let me elaborate on that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that they've seen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, I was only raised Catholic. I, I, I dropped that shit when I was like seven. <laughs> but uh, I do think that there's people that have like kind of this uh, trauma that they can't get outside of, and they can't see anything except their perspective, their paradigm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's people out there that are good people that don't see the world that way, and it's hard for them to see that world that way because they have a wider, you know, you know. Yeah, I, view, I love uh, worldview. I love listening to people's point of view. When the point of view can be articulated eloquently, yeah, you know, like yeah. like I learn a lot from listening to you. I learn a lot from listening to Joe. I learn a lot from listening to and like just hearing that point of view, and then like I do like 
you know, even if I, for the sake of learning more, mm -hmm. debate it with you tooth and nail, I will take nuggets of it and apply it to my own worldview, yeah. you know, later on. And, or I'll use it, a lot of times I'll use it and just, you know, and the contrarian in me will use it and I'll just, I'll be like, you know what, today I'm going to argue Adam's point of view. Just, mm -hmm. just, just to learn more about that point of view is I'm trying to prove it to another person yeah. and then I'll end up learning more from it that way. You know, like I, I, I think like I, I just enjoy the exchange of ideas. Like yeah. I really, really do. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing, man. And like, I don't know. It's, um, everything can be reduced down. You know, there's these groups can be reduced down to ultimately the individual. You know what I mean? And like, but like I, I think I think we got to a point someplace that you know that at one point in society you didn't talk about the skeletons in your closet. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. like people were I don't want to say ashamed of them. But 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 was were understanding of shame. Yes. Yes. You know? But like you know you didn't you know if you were from a, a family from this side of the tracks you didn't talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, you know like you you never seen Mad Men. You need to watch that show. But like that's a good that's a good example that like the main character you find out he's from like this he's the son of a prostitute who was whose father died and he was given he was like basically raised in a whorehouse and he changed his identity and like he never nobody ever knew about his past mm. now like people wear that shit as a badge of honor yeah. like you sit around like who came from the most rugged neighborhood yeah that's you know true. what I mean. That's true, because I think like I think there, but I think there's something to that too. Like there is like perseverance and strength from overcoming there, there, adversity. There is, but then you have the 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 copycats of that. Then you got kids who are like really rich, well-off kids who try to like come in there and act like they're from this area. You know what's funny about that is that like I like my neighborhood was fine. Yeah. But we had rough kids in our neighborhood, and we had, absolutely. You know, and like we witnessed many a drug deal. Sure. And and like <laughs> I like. My neighborhood has definitely deteriorated. Oh, speaking of which, to those listening, we just got a new uh, Patreon uh, pledge. We'll, we'll shout that out at the end. But uh, one thing we are doing on our Patreon, 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 have you ever heard of Darth Patreon the Wise? <laughs> uh, is, <laughs> he, was so, so he was so Patreon. He even stopped the ones he Patreon from Patreoning. But the, um, there, we are doing a video for Patreon the, the moment we can clear up our schedule. We're going to go around like our old neighborhood and stop the day with the kids. We, we, need, we need Joe. Oh yeah, and we're gonna video the neighborhoods that we grew up in and talk about like because we talk about a lot of this stuff where we grew up and yeah, yeah, yeah. and because it, it is a very where we grew up it, it's it's hard to it's it's it was a it was a pilot yeah. community yeah, and, yeah. and it was a very unique experience because there really were people from all walks how is like life. tour and everything down there now oh my god is it bad <laughs> oh it's a nightmare we can't go I mean, there it was a nightmare no we can go there okay, okay I mean but it was a nightmare back then it's, yeah, yeah but you know what's funny is Copperstone mm -hmm. which is to the left of tour yeah, yeah. the pit. Yeah, the the pit is going through some ups and downs. Yeah. Um but I think you know they to those listening, this neighborhood Copperstone, uh, which one of my best friends grew up in. Uh, it hasn't been called Copperstone. Na neighborhood since. is not the right. It's like a group of buildings. It's a project. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, it's yeah, really yeah. a project. And and like the the funny thing about Copperstone is it's called something else now, but they change the name of it every time someone's killed there. Oh, really? Yeah. So like it was Copperstone, and then it was like Stephen Sparrow's apartments, and then it's like something else. Like they just yeah. every time somebody's shot, they change the name of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but in, anyway, like you know, we we I, I witnessed these these rougher neighborhoods in comparison to what my brother grew up in. Yeah. But I wouldn't trade my childhood for my brother's childhood ever. Yeah. Because yeah, his yeah. childhood was far probably far worse. 
because he didn't have any levity. Uh, you know what's you know relief what's, from my mother. You know what's funny? I never ever got picked on by any kids. Like when I went to those neighborhoods and hung out, I never got picked on or or bullied or whatever by any of those kids, except when I moved to Frederick, and I came and like there was definitely like this, like the like when I first moved here it was like white farm kids. And like kids that moved from like Baltimore. I think there was a lot more social segregation in Frederick than, yes, there, than there was yes. when we grew up. Exactly. And so I remember walking down and I saw this one kid that I met because like, it was like my last year in middle school. I got transferred. I came in like, like like the last month. It wasn't even a year. Like the last month before school started. And I might have been. I might have even been a freshman, mm-hmm. or I might have been the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade. And there's a kid there that I knew because like Bobby would give me like all these mixtapes and like and I would be copying him like how it's sell them. Yeah. And and then the porno. Sizzle <laughs> <laughs> the porno. Yeah, dude, I was hustling, man. <laughs> and so like all these kids, like you know they they didn't have access to that stuff because they were all outside of Baltimore living in. And so like I was like the, you know I was like the guy that had the connections. And this one this one kid and I was cool with him and I was like, hey man, what's up? And I was walking with this girl. And he came up there and just like like pushed me down for no reason. And I was and I was like shocked. I was like, right. what is it? We weren't on fighting terms. You know what I mean? And then like I got up and you know, he just walked away. And then like later he's like, hey man, I'm sorry about that. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, yeah. You know, he just you know had a he had a could let his boys know he had a white friend in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like I um, but like, that, that only always... that only existed here. That never existed down there. Well, it, down they never the, had issues. I like would say that. whenever I was introduced to like a new neighborhood, like I knew somebody, mm-hmm. it was always, "This is Bobby," and he's then okay. he's cool. Like you know, it was always it was always this little disclaimer yeah, yeah, yeah. afterward. Um, but anyway, it it was a like it, it is a very where we grew up is a very interesting place. I just saw this video yesterday from this guy who I was friends with, uh. You know, I, mean, I guess we're still friends. We saw each other, but but he he posted this video, and it's it's so at our where we grew up, our city was broken down into like what they call villages. Yeah, and every village had a village center, which was like a grocery store and like a, a video place, circles a dry cleaner on circles on semicircles. Yeah, and our village center. I mean, it's, it was fine, but uh, I just saw these guys yesterday. I guess they're still hanging out in the neighborhood, and they're like hanging outside in the OB Village Center. Yeah, and they're popping bottles like champagne. Yeah, like pouring them on the ground, like just wilding out <laughs> the whole round village center. And I'm like, good grief, fellas. You're like 35 years I'm old. Like, it's Tuesday, man. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to relax. You know what was cool about that area, though? There's always shortcuts. Oh, yeah. Like the, shortcuts the, from the school to the village on center. Those, on those shortcuts, you, be careful. you could get caught. Yeah, you better be careful. And, like, remember the shortcut from Tor over the bridge to the mall? Oh, yeah. I, I, I plan on walking that shortcut when we do the video. We should do that. That'd be good. <laughs> We're gonna go during the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like back to like the the the, the ra- like the racial thing, it's like, like you know, when I at my grandmother's house, um, you know, that was in Oxford Hill, which is a pretty sketchy neighborhood nowadays. Oh, definitely. So and like, it was one of those. It I mean, was, it was that was sketchy back then. Oh, dude, super sketchy. Yeah. Like like. You know, she had, we had bars on the window and big big metal bar on the door. The is, I mean, it's PG steel. County, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is, like, the PGest of the yeah. PG County. Um, and then, like, uh, like Laurel Branch and whatnot, you know, exit 4B, man, Oxen Hill, bro. Um, but, you know, everything, it, it still seemed cool. Like, I actually, I went, I went down there for my cousin's funeral 
the last last November or October or whatever, I like I was driving down there and I was like, Oh shit, man, like Saint Charles area. I was like, I still remember this place looks the same. And dude, I drew down my my old neighborhood. Oh my god, dude. Yikes. Oh my god. <laughs> like every <laughs> Like everybody's house is falling apart, but everybody had nice cars. Well, what's funny is like, uh, real quick, like the the, the the city that we grew up in is like it has a very good reputation mm-hmm. because it's very good at hiding its secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the guys that I work with that I'm that I mop with, I, I was telling the neighborhood I grew up with, and like you know they would make jokes about it, and I was like, and I was like, dude, it's fine. I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, it has. All, all I'm saying is, if you don't know it, yeah, you don't know what's capable of happening there. Yeah. Anyway, we ended up having to mop in that neighborhood one day. Really? Yeah, and uh, it was it was a it was a light mop, not not a heavy mop. Okay. And um, what's funny about it is like it is going to shit. You know, yeah, like yeah. It, it was bad. My, my dad moved out because the house behind us got robbed on Christmas Eve. Took the crumb that was too small for the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a kid got shot in the like right down like in the loop right at the end of the loop. Yeah. So. Uh, like that's when my dad moves, and I was trying to tell him, like, look, this shit happens here. Like, but yeah. you know, they don't know the area. Yeah. So we're going there, but now like way worse. Like trash all over, like broken glass in the street, and uh. like they, they looked at me, they're like, all right, maybe I had it wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to tell you. Oh, it's man. just, it's just where, like, it's, it's a very like, uh, there's a lot of money in in the city that we grew up with, so they try to say, like, they try to like, they're very good, but PR is yeah. basically what it comes down to. So is it Section Eight issues? I mean, there's that. I mean, but there was that when I was yeah when, I was, when we were growing up. But it's, I think it's just more, and I think it's also like uh, a lot of more renting, yeah. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But you add in like the the Section Eight, they're probably renting through Section Eight. You know, it just you yeah know, just deteriorated. Yeah, people only value shit their own. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's there, there is like there's just like everywhere else in the world, the opportunities are more limited. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you, there's not you many jobs there, in that area. No, if you live there and and you're like a reg like like a walker. Yeah, because yeah, where we grew up, you could be a walker. Yeah, you're pretty much limited to the village center. Yep, or the mall. Yeah, but I mean that's a hike. It is a hike. You know, there, there's a bus. That, you know. Yeah, there, there's, there's a bus. But like most of the jobs there are like high end and you know, you know, commercial type stuff. Yeah. You know, like you know, there's not a lot tech of tech jobs. A lot of te- was yeah, a lot of white collar like, tech yeah. jobs. Yeah. And that's across the, that busy six lane. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't walking across that motherfucker. Um, but I don't know, man. It's interesting. Um, so yeah, let's else? get Joe with that. And it, it's it's I try to look at my thing. It's like we we've always had a cornucopia of different people in my family. Mm-hmm. And how did he sneak down here, a little sneaky guy? Uh, but uh, you know, I think I think it just our. I think I, I think I am a little naive to it as well because that shit didn't exist in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know I I was told stories about how you know my grandfather, you know, he's Portuguese, and when he met my grandmother, my great grandmother wasn't really having it. You know what I mean? My, yeah. I mean, my, you, you grew up in a pretty progressive. Yeah, household. yeah. Well, I would say very liberal, very, you know. Yeah, I mean, progressive in the sense like forward thinking, like yeah, like, like ahead of the curve in terms yeah, of social like, acceptance of everything. Yeah, my my like your mother was very open about sex and sexuality. Like yeah. you know, your, your father obviously. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like maybe th- too. There, there was a, there was this. There, I think you guys were ahead of the curve. Like my my my, my dad's birds of the bees conversation was don't get yourself. Yeah, that's yourself. true. That's, that's true. Quote. And then like a lot of our family. I mean, like you know. My my aunt, her husband was black. My cousin's husband is is you know Chinese and Filipino. My uncle's wife was Peruvian, you know. And and it's just there's a lot of different there's a lot of mixture Diversity. of cultures. Yeah. yeah. So, 
No, it is what it is. Um, but I, I just want to say that the conversation I had with Joe was very pleasant, even even the part about the sexuality. And I think it like he did say some things that challenged me, and I think that was one of the things I said that challenged him in yeah. the sense of coming to a truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was a very good conversation. And you got to understand, too, like it's it's got to be difficult to come from a whole different, like a super different culture. And like I'm not even talking, like if you move from England to here, not that big of a change. Sure. You know, there's some there's some different words. But like not a whole different language, right. you know what I mean? And that and that is that has to be difficult, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember I I, I remember some remember Daryl. Mm-hmm. Who could forget Daryl? Who could forget? But Daryl was an army brat who who I think he was born in Germany, and so moving from Germany to the states, I mean he spoke English, was raised on an English speaking base, you know what I mean? Um, I mean just the cultural change from moving to Germany to the states that fucked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was fucked up for a good minute. Still probably wearing a trench coat. Probably. And it's very hot. So, but anyway. How was your nerd week? It, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Um, first off, I don't, did I talk about Preacher last week? I don't think I did. And um, I've, so I've watched the first three episodes of Preacher. Um, I like it. I like it. It, yeah. is, it is different. It is very different from the source material, but still in the same vein. Um, but I, I think they've... We gotta have we gotta have a word for it, man. I don't know I don't know what it is. Why can't I find my saved? This like true to the spirit. It yeah, it's true. It's, it's true to the spirit. Oh, he's got his head on my foot. It's true to the spirit. It captures the characters, but it's a different story. Almost like you know, like one thing about Crazy Tom McFarlane that he said is when yeah. he did the the animation in the movie. Nobody wants to be told the same story. Exactly, so. exactly. So he always changed it up a little bit, and he was fine with that. And it, it always blew me away because everybody's like, oh, oh, this is candy. He's like, ah, oh, fuck that noise. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even going to do the cape in the uh, the spawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, hey, we got a bunch of extra money for special effects. Let's Not do the cape. Not quite enough, though, am I right? Well, at the time, it was awesome. Yeah, it's true. Let's go with the joke. I I want. I've been wanting to watch that. I have too, actually. I know. I, I saw it on the nerd like the notes someplace. Yeah, um, there's a Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, so preacher is good. Saint of Killers is awesome, but there's a there's a couple of lore changes that I'm not quite happy about. You know, a little spoiler, you want me to tell you? No, no, no. I'm gonna watch it. There's one that's you probably will not will miss. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know. Spoiler for those of you guys who haven't read the book. If you haven't, go read it. it the series is awesome. There's, it's nine graphic novels. It's and amazing. It's one and done. And you're done. There's one in there, like maybe seven or yeah, six. It's, it's like a backstory. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, like, oh, you guys want to stretch this out. Yeah, it's like you need it, but you don't want to read it at that point because yeah, you're so yeah, yeah, invested yeah. in what's going on. So, but like when the devil and the angel Azrael made the saint of killers, so basically the devil sewed his hide where nothing can ever penetrate it. And Azrael melted his sword of death, the flaming sword or whatever, into his, his two colts. And it would never miss its mark, and no shot would be less than lethal. Um, and they handed him, you know, then they, you know, and, and the Santa Killers was such a mean, cold-blooded bastard, he actually froze the gate of hell, and they couldn't break him. And, the, and basically the devil, Lucifer and Azrael were sitting there playing cards, bored of their jobs, and like, let's just make this guy do all of our work. He can punish everybody, and he can go and like bring souls back. And then there's a twist. I'll leave it at that. But when they introduced introduced him, there's missed shots, which I guess you need for how they introduced him. Um, and like I don't. And there's something else about the Santa Killers, which I'm like, that's not in the canon. How, but it's like 
all right, how are they going to solve this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it it's probably going to be fine, but that's like the like he is one of the most interesting characters to me. In he always has been. Too. Yeah, because um, it's just there. There's something about the West that I do believe was like the second Dark Ages. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it and it's it's a it's very. I, I've always been fascinated with that kind of history. So, um, it's good. I like it, and uh, I'm really Cassidy is really grown on me. This version of Cassidy. I there's, feel like he's the closest. Yeah. That, well, there's this one bit. It looks just like him. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Tulip is good too. She, I, I do wish she was a little bit more muscular because Tulip is a toned out woman. Yeah, and she's also, I, she's, in my opinion, like I'm, I'm okay with the race chain. Yeah, I don't care about that. Like, like, but I think she's too pretty. Mm, Tulip is very pretty. Mm-mm. This, this woman is astonishingly pretty. I think Tulip is rougher. I think Tulip Tulip she is driving a school bus. Uh, no, no. I mean, maybe maybe on some art like artists, but Tulip is. Well, I feel like in Preacher, the best art is always the cover art. Yes. And and the cover art, that one where she's in like the red mini dress and she's holding the gun out. Yeah. Like she looks like she she just quit bus driving last week. <laughs> she's not fat though. She's like, no, 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 no. Body wise, no. I'm talking about face wise. Like she's seen some shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. I no, I, I hear you. I hear By you. thirty going on fifty. Um, I think uh, preacher's perfect. Um, I don't, I don't know yet. Like his look is, his look is, his look is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's good. There's some stuff in there a little bit more. It, it's fleshing them out a little bit, but uh, it's good. I like. It. But there's this one bit, like this little thing. I'm gonna ruin it for you. It's not, it's nothing special. But at one point, Tulip gets blood in her mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And she can't get the taste out. And he's like. You know, she's drinking, she's like drinking something, spitting it out. She's like in the convenience store, drinking something else, spitting it out. Can't get the taste out of her mouth. He's like, no, love, no. Grab the yoo <laughs> And then she's like, he's like, just trust me, trust me. And and then like she's drinking the yoo and then he hands her some Tabasco sauce, drinks Tabasco. And she's like, ah! It's like, see? See? <laughs> That's awesome. It is awesome. So I was like, oh, I love that little, little shit yeah, like that yeah, because. Yeah. Like it's not his first rodeo. The thing about, he is a vampire, but like vampires in this world are never, the mythology is never really expressed. They don't have fangs. They just heal really fast, but he doesn't in, exactly enjoy being a vampire. No. It's not like he hungers for blood. It's just that that's what, that's what he can eat. You know, he can still do drugs and everything else. Right. He just you know? needs it to survive. Yeah. Like water. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was awesome. Uh, I, I wish Joe was here because I want to talk about Castlevania. So Castlevania came out on Netflix. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is probably one of the greatest games ever. Well, I was hoping we could discuss this next week because I do want to watch it. Okay. It's only four half-hour okay. episodes. It's only four 23-minute episodes. Yeah, so I can, I can, I can commit. Yeah, uh, just those of you guys out there, it's very short. I heard Dust might say on uh, Plastic Fanatics they should have just made it a movie. Like a, 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 a one, it basically like, is it basically okay. is a movie. No, but instead of four episodic things, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a ninety minute movie or whatever. Yeah, but no, yeah. like, I, would, I think I would have liked because that there's better no intro. Episode two, three, and four. There's no intro. Yeah, so you know, so it's, I, it's probably what they meant to do. Um, but I will say this: it is definitely ca- it in the new rebooted Castlevania. Trevor Belmont is the son of Gabriel Belmont, who was Dracula. That is not the story. This story is it is the Symphony of Night story based off of Castlevania Three. Okay. So they they uh, I have heard that. Though. Yeah, they start out with key elements in Symphony of Night, but then it's in the the, the Castlevania Three um, era. So Trevor Belmont is Simon Belmont's great grandfather. Yeah, because because 
three is a prequel, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. fine. Perfect. It is fine. Um, and they did Dracula. It didn't write. Oh, good. It didn't write. I'm anxious to take a look. But uh, yeah, like um. But I got to finish something else. I just started watching. What's that? We'll, we'll get okay, to okay, okay, okay. Uh, but it is interesting because I do like the reboot. Castlevania was pretty cool. And just to give you guys, it's the the game is worth watching. But they made some really different changes. So yeah, Gabriel Belmont, before he got tricked by this this order, um, he got his wife pregnant. She hid the baby from him. He comes back like he's mystically, magically controlled, kills her, doesn't know that he kills oh, her. Do you need to relax? No. I'm, I'm trying to watch this. No, this isn't in the story. Oh, okay, okay. This isn't the story. Goes on this quest to take down the Castlevania, and he ends up, you know, fighting uh, Lucifer, beats Lucifer. Uh, the head of his order actually becomes Death, Angel of Death. And then he, uh, he like, loses his soul somehow, right? And then, like, the, there's an extra bit where this vampire turns him into a vampire because there's this ancient evil that the castle's there to stop, like this ancient demon that's older than anything else. He goes there, steals the power from the demon, so now he becomes a power, a more powerful vampire. Mm -hmm. But then you find out Trevor Belmont comes, he actually kills Trevor, and Trevor becomes Alucard, which is not how it's supposed to be. And Trevor also has a kid, too, has Simon. So mm -hmm. it's interesting, mm -hmm. but I'm glad they're going back to the old original Trevor, Simon, you know, Alucard's there, and Alucard looks like Alucard. He acts like Alucard. Nice. And the 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 cipher, cipher, whatever name is, whatever the witch's name is, the blue witch that used to throw I the fireballs. Doesn't it. matter. It's good. So, all right. Games were hard as fuck. Yeah. I was yeah, made yeah. like a second level. Oh, quit. dude, dude, fuck it. Except the one on Super Nintendo. I think I, I think I beat that one. Yeah, that one was good. Super Castlevania. That's the one you can hold your whip out and. Yeah. If you hold the button in it, it yeah, 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 just flaps around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when that happened, that was like so, like, oh man, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then uh, I'm at the end of season six on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. I started watching Star Trek: Deep Space Nine because in season six is when Star Trek: Deep Space Nine comes out. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's like not as good, man. And it's funny. I remember DS Nine being like kind of like my favorite at the time because. I was older and could like watch it when it came out mm -hmm. where when you know next generation came out I would catch them like in reruns sure. because I was so, you know they, we were 7 when they came out mm -hmm. right it's getting there but it is interesting because I know how Deep Space 9 ends and you know the whole point of that and I, I don't want to spoil it because I'll talk more about it later is that the you never watched any of those did you mm -hmm. that's the one there's like a wormhole from like one quadrant and like it 70 years to another quadrant and there's aliens that live inside this wormhole but they don't experience time like we do mm -hmm. time is is they always know the future and the past are one for them so basically it's it's a story about how they engineer the birth of the captain who ends up saving them is he their captain now? yes okay. and but it, it's he actually becomes one of them or something but it's interesting because they they want to understand linear time so they've always knowing that they're going to make this being and he's going to go through this this thing before he becomes one of them and it's like it's fucking awesome and there's this line when he tells he talks to his son with the old chills he's like I'm going to go away and he's like I might be back I might be back in 100 years I may be back in 50 years I might be back yesterday <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah because it's and it's it's like and so like it's really hard getting into it right now because it's very slow they're trying to build the characters and there's some good parts because you do have crew members from next generation that come in like war if the Klingon comes in and whatnot 
So I want to do that for a while, and then I want to do, I want to do Voyager. But I got one more season of uh, of the, the original Star Trek to come out. And then last but not least, for my shows. So the kids are going to get into Star Trek as well. And uh, you know, every night that I have off, I get up there and watch the episode before we go to bed. And they're like, oh, we don't want to watch Star Trek tonight. Let's do something different. So I'm just like, I'm on Netflix looking for something, and I can't find anything. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, let's find out. Click. Highway to Heaven. You remember that show? With oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big head of hair on that unit. Dude. Gorgeous head of hair. Gorgeous head of hair. Very feathered. Can't stop looking at him. Very feathered. Handsome man, that Michael. You know what was interesting, man? He First died, one, right? Like He, he died had cancer. Died. Yeah, he had yeah, cancer. Because yeah, yeah. uh, he was like in little, like little House on the Prairie or whatever, too. He's like the dad or something. Anyway, dude, it was fucking awesome. Like, I, like... <laughs> It's interesting. Well, first off, it's interesting watching something because this is like an '84. So this is probably the oldest, the most, the oldest show that I've watched recently. That I, you know, my grandmother used to watch it. You know, I don't remember remember much about it. Like, you know, he's an angel and he's a little buddy that used to be a, a retired cop and whatnot. And they, they kind of had these misadventures and God sends on this path to help people out. Okay. It was wholesome family thing. The kids were instantly hooked. I was like blown. I, I was like, because at first I was like, let's see how long this will last. Right, 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 you right, know? right. Instantly, instantly hooked. Instantly huh. hooked. It's interesting. Um, the cinematography, like the directing, was awesome. Like there was this really interesting shots, like transitions. Like there's this one shot, and like they're like playing, like he's uniting this family, and they're playing on the beach, and then like they walk forward, and the camera tilts up as they walk forward, and Michael Landon comes in, and so there's trees above them, and right where his head is, like this little star shape where the sun is coming through the trees, kind of like haloing him yeah, yeah 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 yeah. and it's like that's that's there's no practical effects right. that's just really good shots no, no digital effects. no digital effects no practical effects either no no effects at all that's like they just well, i mean that is a practical effect i mean like, to get that effect they use i, practical I guess means. i think it's just yeah well yes it just camera angles right you know that's I mean? a practical effect okay yeah, right. if, if, if they're trying to they're, achieve that they're yeah they're they're not simulating anything sure. it's all real yep, yep. real shots this real good cinematography yep. And um, the interesting bit about it, bro, is that it's hard to explain, but like, just like, there's like this kind of kindness and like, like innocence, innocence to it <clears throat> that you're like, man, why don't we live this way anymore? Mm. You know what I mean? And I, and I have, I've had one effect, one effect, one experience in my life where I was someplace for a, for a, a good period of time, like three or four months. And I was in a small town, like out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. And like, it was like it was the best way I can experience is when I was walking in the towns like I feel like at the nineteen fifty five scene of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like had a conversation with you and like at first you, you were like, Dude, I don't fucking know you. Why are you talking to me? You know? And then after a while, like, you know what? When in Rome, let's just talk to locals and people be like, Hey, you just come over for dinner before the football game. You know the only time that I've I've experienced that in my life was in Chicago. Really? Yeah. Like there was something about that town, man, like down like like the mailman would like run by and like throw a package to like the butcher shop place. And it'd be like, mm. Package for you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. See you tomorrow, Jim. You know, like but I was like, damn, like there's like this little quaintness to this yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, because like, that's but that's cause that's a tight community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like it plays and, like, like maybe a little bit midwestern culture mixed yeah, in. Yeah, maybe, you know? maybe. Um, and I'm sure there's I'm actually, I'm sure there's stuff like that in in New York as well where you have these small communities where yeah. people stay even in these these big cities you do have pockets of yeah, community but we don't have that like I we agree. do not grow up in a place that it like I don't know my mailman's name no I did know mine for a bit but I, I don't but know it's always changing yeah you know it's not even a real mailman it's like a like a you know yeah what is with that I don't know man 
I don't know. Contractor. You know, it's, it's a different person every day. They need day. to relax. Just tighten up that shit, bro. Um, so, but it, it, it was good. So we watched the first two-parter, and it's about these old folks' home. But it, it there is a bit, dude, like, this one lady's in there, like, my daughter's coming back from, from Europe, and she's going to pick me up. And I'm not an old bitty. And it's, like, sad. It's, like, dude, dude like, old people are thrown away. It's, like... Right, right, right. And, like, my daughters are watching, like, why why doesn't her daughter want to see him? And it's, like, well, some people just, they don't, you know, they, they get in fights with their parents, and they, and they you know, they grow apart, and it's sad. And that's why you always got to, you know, be kind to one another and, and, and talk out your problems and, and listen so that doesn't happen to you. And um, it's just fucking weird me telling them that, cause, you know. Right, 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 right. Do as I say, now as I do. Well, <laughs> no, I know. What you yeah, mean. yeah. <laughs> but we've also we've uh, I've started to like have the conversation of people with mental illness or mental struggles and how sometimes you know they can't they can't operate. That's like I'm I'm kind of and I'm not pro- projecting that on anybody specifically, but sure. talking to like people who are sick, bringing you know it I mean? to their attention. <sighs> yeah, is that you or the dog? Dog, I'm part of it. Man, yeah, it's definitely the dog. It's the anyway, um. But it was a good, it was like a two-parter. And this one last night we watched about this little boy that had cancer. A little Yikes. boy named Ronnie. Was it Ronnie, no, really? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they know, they, they met this, they, they picked up this hitchhiking kid who was rough, rough kid on the streets. Mm-hmm, and, like, sure. his parents threw him away and his grandmother don't have anything to do with him. Anyway, so they brought him with them. They met this little kid whose dad had died. He had, he had cancer. And, like, they the kids became best friends. And the mom started liking the boy. And then, like, then he was like, Mom, I want you to take care of Tony. Cause he needs you, you need him, and then like, then like his dad was an astronaut. I'm gonna start crying about it, man. <laughs> his dad was an astronaut. Uh-huh. And he was like at the very beginning, he's like, please God, I just, I just want to touch the moon like my dad. Yeah. His dad, his dad died, and at the end, his mom walks out, and like the angel, which it, it's kind of. I want to go back and talk about like how they show his powers, very classy, and he's like, stare at the moon, boy, stare at the moon. He's like, I can see it, Mr. Smith. It's coming closer to me. And his like little frail hand reaches out there. I can touch it, Mr. Smith. I can touch. It. He's like. You're home now, son. You're home now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, the, the crazy part is, man, until my dog died here recently, I have had, like, the, the hardest issues crying. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I couldn't cry. But it's like, release the river now? Yeah, release the river. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, my wife was crying. And, like, I could just, like, watch like watching this episode about this little kid with cancer. And, I, and like, I lay on the bed and I look up. And my daughter, my one daughter's like to my right, but my wife's on the other side of her. And I, and I move forward so I can see past. I look at my wife, and she looks over to me with like crying. She's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> but uh, so there's an interesting thing about his 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 powers that they don't really explain. Like he gets punched in the face one time at this bar fight, seeing this guy, and like doesn't affect him. And like he just picks up a guy really easily and like tosses him. Doesn't hurt him, just like tosses him away. And like. Anytime he needs something, it just kind of appears, and he appears. So, like, like this guy's snooping around his apartment. He looks in the refrigerator. There's nothing there. He closes the door, hears him, comes in, goes into, like, the cupboard and hides, and he opens the refrigerator, and what he needed, like, some shower cream was in there, and he closes it. He tells him that he's an angel, like, hey, you know, I know you like steak. There's one in the refrigerator. He goes back to the refrigerator. There's a steak there. But it's, like, little things, and, like, he always, like, just disappears and pops up. But it's almost like a very early, like, superhero-type archetype. Right, 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 right. You know? Which I, I found interesting in, like, very subtle, practical ways to explain his powers that do capture the imagination, but you don't need to spend a bunch of money. And I was like, damn, you know, dude, sometimes it's the shit that you don't see that is, is interesting. Like, that's what made Jaws so scary. 
It's just the music and not knowing where the fucking shark is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like having a nerve week like you. Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucked it up for everybody. Um, been painting my ass off a of train, dude. I've been, I've been. Yeah, I saw, I saw uh, that picture. Didn't do that piece justice. Cause yeah, that yeah, a lot yeah, better yeah, yeah, in real life. Um, I did this other one where it's like it looks like a little Death Star. Um, but you gotta. It's cool because I did like a gold on the one half of the sphere and a silver on the other half of the sphere. And so for the gold, I did like the blue corrosion, and for the sphere, I did like this brown mud leaking, like it's a chemical plant or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're taking him out a whole new door. Um, and then uh, last but not least, Spider-Man: Homecoming, which we can jump in when we're ready. Later but on. good, good nerd week, all in all. Fuck good. Highway um, to heaven. Now I gotta watch all five seasons, man. I wanna. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna save this one part of my nerd week for last, but so first of all, we organized episode 100. Yep. Uh, so that's a thing that's definitely gonna happen. I guess we'll try to do some videos. Last stuff. episode. I'm trying to hit last one, so we're gonna go out with a bang. That's right. I um, I've actually like I've organized like on some side note, like just some special guests to pop through. Really? Like, try to make it. Try to make it like a thing. Like we're gonna eat dinner together, the, the six of us or whatever it is. Yeah, the six of us. You know, Are we all gonna be mic'd up for that? Just us. No, if you want, you could like put down this. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> just, just like, just like get together, break bread, pizza, maybe. Oh, really? I, I mean, I was thinking about cooking something nice. Okay. Um, no, I was making that joke about the pizza for the skull face video. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> dude! I just watched the making of that last night. Like, I, I, I think I make those making videos for myself because I enjoy oh, yeah, watching yeah, yeah, them yeah. later on. For sure. Um, but I was like looking through some stuff, and I was like, "Damn, I forgot about this." You know, like it is interesting some of this stuff that the YouTube stuff, like documenting this little part yeah, of yeah. your life. But the anyway, fact in that video I didn't have any pants on—that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, the so we're, uh, yeah, we're gonna eat together, chill, be merry, and then come down, do the show, and and when we do the show, gonna be some guests just popping in, popping okay. out. Like, are we pro- are we proper drunk? Remember Hopefully. that dude? Was his name Dave? Back of the truck. Hey, but this is back. Pick up get cock, bro. Remember that guy? Oh yeah, Norrell Beach. Is it Dave? Norrell Beach. I don't remember, but he was like from Boston or something, right? Like he was from somewhere. Up Connecticut, there. I think. It was yeah, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Bill. It was Bill. It, maybe it was Bill. It's Bill. Anyway, so we organized that, and uh, I got some TFCon prep stuff in. Like inventory and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I saw the the fucking coffee mugs, man. Insulated coffee mugs. Yeah. I want. You know, yeah, you got one? I, I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not sure how I feel about them yet. Uh, really? Yeah. Like, I'm just not sure. Like, because we have to charge for them. Oh. And then how much are they gonna be? I think we have to charge thirty for them. That's pretty pricey. Yeah. We might be able to wiggle twenty five. It kind of depends. Um. Let's see what else. And then I, I started watching this show on HBO. I'm, my fucking dick is hard about it. Mm. It's called The Defiant Ones, and it's this documentary series. It's a four-part documentary series on it, – it, it's a parallel documentary on Dr. Dre growing up in L.A. Okay. and Jimmy Iovine growing up in New York and how they eventually cross paths and create, you know, Interscope, Death Row, okay. et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, like, what I didn't know about Jimmy Iovine – like, I mean, I know – I know. Is his, that, that that whole never with a cross through it, that, like something that Dr. Dre is doing right now? There's like a, like the word never, and there's like a line through it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about it. But like, I, I know about I know about Jimmy Iovine once he became like the I, whatever he is at Interscope. Yeah. Like, and he was involved with Trent Reznor and Nothing Records and yeah. Manson and Eminem and Dr. Dre and 
you know, to an extent, Death Row, to an extent, Aftermath, to an extent, Shady Records, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he had his fingers, uh, no doubt, and, you know, Gwen Stefani, and I, I knew he's had his fingers and toes in all these projects. But what I didn't know was this motherfucker in his early 20s was fucking recording for John Lennon. Oh, really? Recording for uh, Patti Smith, recording for Bruce Springsteen. Like, I had no fucking idea. Like, this dude was, this dude is entrenched in this shit. I have a whole new level of respect for him. But the editing in this show arguably the best editing I've ever seen in my life. Really? In my life. Huh. It's, it's astounding. It's on HBO? Yeah. The Defiant Ones. Highly recommend it. Even my wife, who like doesn't give a shit about music. I mean, she used to, and she kind of like has this passing interest in it, but she was glued to it. Like, she, yeah, was, yeah, she yeah. was should we do another episode? And it was like late, and we both had to work the next day. Yeah. You know? And then the was, worst, they like talk each other into making bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. The, um, I did clean like up that third child, am I, I did, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did clean up my basement a bit. I organized the 40K table. It's, it's, it was looked better a couple of days ago. Um, I'm going to come in here with some glue one day. Please, yeah, please. They made that happen. And I finished writing the new song, mm. um, which I, I would like to give you a sample of, but we had to go off air for just yeah, a yeah, second. Yeah. Oh, right now. He wasn't kidding. So it, I'm looking, and I'm liking. It is about like all the shadiness above the fan level. Yeah, you know, and it, people don't know just how shady it gets. It, you know, man, it's, it's interesting because I've had experiences where you think something's going to be a certain way, right? And it's even like that. It's even like that on on. I, don't, I haven't really experienced that on the 40k tip, but like I try to stay away from that shit now. Like I don't want to be. Like, Beer and Boulder's 40K, even though we were getting some good numbers there for a while, like, we started dipping into this thing, and I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, people want to call up and talk about their fucking tournaments or this, that, and the third, or, or and I'm like, you know what, this isn't what it's about. This shit is about me hanging out with my, my bros, you know, drinking beer, rolling dice, and playing games. I don't want to be in this business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because once... I've I've been down that road before, and once your hobby or your passion becomes your business, you don't want to fucking do that shit anymore. And it's very it's very difficult to separate that. But yeah, then the backstabbing starts, and the fucking and and the guys, and you know what? You can't really blame some people sometimes. That's how they feed their families. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that I mean that's some of the situations in this. Yeah, you know, but like, there is just a lot that, like, people aren't privy to. Yeah, and I I can't. It's not my place to make people privy to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is so much shadiness that goes on behind closed doors that I'm seeing on my level. So yeah. I can only imagine, you know, it's like it's like I saw a little bit of shadiness on the level I started and then a yeah. little bit of shadiness the next level. And then whatever level I'm at now, I'm seeing way more shady. I can only imagine. Yeah. You know, in, in, in a fucked up thing, you, you've experienced this to an extent as well as you get these guys and it happens both ways. So you get guys who are above you when you start, and they don't have your time of day. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're your best friend because they see you up and coming. And it's always about you're in that world that and and like YouTube, social media, anything. It's it's the popularity contest. Mm-hmm. So whoever I can hitch my wagon at a time, mm-hmm. either somebody's pulling you forward or somebody's dragging you. And that's all that exists to these people. There's nothing about working together in like positive synergy. Like you think they act like that's what it's about, but that's not. And that's one that's one kind of cool thing about like the cool table gang is because we're all so varied, it's like multifaceted. Yeah. We can shout each other out, but we're not ever trying to like, you know, 
rod each other or or or, no. or slam each other. It's like, hey, you do you, man. Yeah. You know, we'll get together, have a beer and whatnot. Yeah. So then you get these people who they think they they think they brought you up, you know, because like they they talked to you, had a conversation with you. Yeah. But then as soon as you start to shine, that jelliness yeah. starts to set in, and they want to bring you down. And I'd much rather, me personally, I like, I'd much rather reach. And I'm, I'm using this just figuratively. I don't mean this literally, but I'd much rather reach down yeah. and find someone that's interesting yeah. and pull them up, yeah. than reach up and expect some motherfucker to pull me up. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I, I like coming across. You like a struggle too. I like a struggle too, but I like, yeah. I like coming across new people where I'm like, dude, your point of view, people need to hear your. Yeah, point yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That that is much more fulfilling and interesting to me than. Talking to somebody on another level that maybe him and I don't even see this shit the same way, and, and be like, "Hey, is there anything you can do for me?" Yeah, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. And but I will say, and you're a little bit better at this aspect than I am. Like where I'm like, anybody comes to ask for help, I'm like, "Oh, sure, man, try to do that best." But then you, I do get the guys that fucking burn me, mm-hmm. who are like, "Dude, I'll do anything for you, help you out." And then like, as soon as you help them out, they're like, "Uh, well, fuck you, I don't need you now," mm-hmm. you know. And that's just how they roll. And then it's like, "Well, dude, you're." But then later you see them crash and burn. Right. You know what I mean? They can't maintain cause because that's their fucking yeah, work ethic. You can't if you if if you treat all your relationships like that, you can't be yeah, a Yeah, burn yeah, the burn bridges and whatnot. I mean like, dude, you know, it's not that serious, man. Mm-hmm. It's just it it's just a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know? And this is all in like hobby based I mean, because like what you do in a way is a business. You're you're creating a product, mm-hmm. people are buying into that product by either watching your videos or supporting you through other means. Mm-hmm. And it's either they find value in it or they don't. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, and like, it's it's interesting, and I think that the, one of the most interesting things is this new type of industry of we, we've done this ad industry thing for a while, and now we're getting to this like the Patreon type stuff. And and I know we, you kicked and fought the Patreon aspect for a while, and you still feel like we're not doing all that we need to do for Patreon. But I know a lot of people who are like, do do way less than. Well, no, no, no. I mean, well, they they do way less, but like, but like they're monetizing through Patreon. So it's like, listen, if you like, if you like what I'm doing, and you support me, then just that, then I can keep on doing what I need to do. And I've got a people that I, you know, I I paid for a couple of years of their podcast. I'm about to I'm about to get on the Patreon for a Rumor Report because I really like what he's doing. But like, just so like, hey man, I'll throw you five six bucks a month so you can freaking do your thing. And then, like, I feel like, all right, if I have a budget of 50 bucks a month for this type of stuff and, like, that's giving me five good podcasts or five good shows that's entertaining me, I'd rather spend that than spend 100 bucks on cable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I'll have to sit through the advertisement. It's, it's who I want to listen to and if they're bringing, you know. I think that new model is going to happen because YouTube is crash and burn, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I know guys who are on YouTube making 3,000 bucks a month and now they're making, you know, 300 bucks a month. And that's fucking nuts. You know, can you imagine if you quit your job or doing YouTube full time yeah, and all of a sudden it crashed? Yeah, it's crazy. Mine is still on an upward swing, so it all it all seems Yeah, 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 my, yeah, you know, yeah. Like my, my experience has been so different. You you haven't you haven't plateaued for your for your no. subject matter. Yeah, not you know at what I mean? So the um but yeah, I just it's well, well, what do you say the what is the highest subscriber toy review channel out there that you are familiar with? Uh not, not a shout out, just give me how many people they have. Oh, I don't know. I really have no. I really have no okay. concept of it. I think that I think that Imgo is the highest Transformer yeah. reviewer, and he's got two hundred thousand some, I believe, somewhere in that pocket. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Like to me, it's it's like I don't even give a fuck about yeah. that shit. Like, I, like what's interesting 
is that like you have these guys, two hundred thousand, hundred thousand, whatever, like you know, and, and they've been doing it forever, and they have like this reputation, and and their reputation is usually built on good shit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a, a certain level of professionalism, a certain level of um, efficiency with transformations or whatever the case may be, but my voice is mentioned with that crowd, and my numbers don't match. Yeah, you know, but but it's 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 the gravity of what I'm saying, and like I'm. I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, it, at at one point you have to make a choice on the political tip. Are you going to stay with what you're doing or are you going to establish you have to establish a relationship with these companies to have a higher yield of stuff. I think I think most of them are already burned the bridge, you know? Yeah. Like, to be honest, yeah. like, it's it's no point in even trying. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it, it's it's you I know, mean, to this day people think I hate Keith and I buy most of their shit. Yeah, like, yeah I believe yeah. in Keith. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he just did something recently that I think is gangster as fuck. Yeah, and I'm all about it. Like I'm, I'm. He doesn't. People don't realize how much I'm in his corner. Yeah, but I can't say something's good when it's not, regardless yeah. of what I feel yeah. about. You know, and it's so. very, it's very few and far between where you get a person. In my experience, I've had one guy who, you know, with stuff like that, who's appreciated it, and I've had ten guys who've like, you know, they they're like, oh, go fuck you, you know. Yeah. And it's like one of those things like, hey, man, listen, bro, your job is to make a good product. You know, if, if you fail to do that, you know, it's only going to deteriorate your company in the long run. Yeah. So it, it's it's funny. I got a buddy of mine who, uh, who does something similar to you, and he had beef with this dude for years. He had a good relationship with this guy. The guy's product started going down. He mentioned that. The guy was on some fuck you shit. Then, like, years later, now that guy is, like, in a world of hurt. And now he's come back to my buddy, like, hey, what what can we do? What do you need? I'll do anything. I'll do anything to, for you to help me with this now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, dude, why don't you listen to me way back when, when the trend was established? So. Like, for me, like, I don't want I don't want to quit my job. Yeah. Do yeah, yeah. It's not what I want. Like, I work a lot of overtime. You know, <laughs> if I could eliminate the overtime, yeah. that would be nice. But, like, for me, like, I think my payoff is Skullfest. Yeah, like that's what I'm working towards is just having a group of people that are on the same page that yeah. can get together, hang out, and chill for Sh- a fucking. Skullfest might have to be at a hotel soon for a day. I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm I can't though. There's something that's lost there, you know. Yeah. What about a resort? Yeah, <laughs> like a destiny wedding. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little, like little, like an Airbnb, like seven bedroom house. Wedding. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, everybody throw in a couple, couple yeah. bones. I mean, because so, like, they're probably well, everybody stays here, so it's pretty free. So, but I mean, now, like, I mean, like, and I, I like, like, I love when I get like feedback from people that are like, you know, like whatever, I'm going through a hard time. It's yeah. Time through, like that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that shit. But like the shit, the shit that I love just as much is when people are like, because I, 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 when I started down this path, it, it was mainly because there wasn't content that I wanted. Yeah. So I wanted to create the content yep. that I wanted. Yep. And like. What I love hearing almost more than the hard time shit is when people are like, I can look forward to every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because – Are you I'm, doing a video a day now? Yeah. Well, sometimes, depending on the week. But, yeah. I, but not just that, though. It's like, you know, I, I got a I, – I know at 6 a.m. a video is hitting every day or whatever. Yeah. And then I know fucking – I got Realm of Collectors on Tuesday. I got yeah, 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 Beer yeah. Rage on Wednesday. I got fucking Toy Detox on this day. I got – you know, like, and they look forward they, – they have something to Beer listen to. Beer and Bolters once a quarter. Once a quarter. Um <laughs> Eight weeks, once a year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, like, it, it gives. I like the fact that people look forward to the entertainment value that the cool table is producing. Yeah. You know, and, and like, 
you know, in some, some, like we all have different ways of doing business. So like, you know, shatter cast is kind of like just shatter cast, like, you yeah. know, but, but so like people come and become listeners to shatter cast, but then they might start listening to Enter the realm. And then Enter the realm is very like, you know, the door's open to you, you know, but what's the bell curve on that? <laughs> Big sticky fatties. <laughs> um, but, but then like, you know, uh, did you guys already record your episode for this week? No, it's tonight. Okay. okay. But, you know, the, the door is wide open, and then they become, like, hardcore into Enter the Realm. And they yeah, become, yeah. like, hardcore rock supporters and all that stuff. And, like, I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is you awesome. You know, like, I don't know. I love that shit. Dude, somebody wrote a funny-ass comment last week. They were like, look, you know, listen to Shadowcast for a while. Enjoy the show very much. I love how Justin and Greg can keep Robert in check most of the time. But every now and then, you got to let the animal out the cage. <laughs> really enjoyed this past week's episode. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. I listened to that shit, I think, three times. Like, it never stopped getting funny to me. Like, Robert. Robert was, Robert was in his zone. He was in his zone. Dude, not for nothing, you, Robert, and Matt might have to do a separate show. A separate show. I called. Together. Well, it's funny because I called after Lenny left or looked like he was leaving. Uh, I called Robert and I was like, I was like, look, man, you need to step up. Mm-hmm. Like, cause Robert was like, you know, oh, I can't make this week. can't make next week or whatever. I was like, with him gone, we really need another strong personality presence. Yeah. And he has carried through good to the, to the, to the, to the night. And with that, I guess we can get into nerd uh, news. Nerd news. <laughs> um, so let's see here. What do we got? We have a fair amount, actually. No, nothing nothing t- too discussion-y, but a fair amount of interesting stuff. Tarantino's Helter Skelter is coming. Yeah. He's making a movie on the, the Manson murders. Yeah, is it going to be a mockumentary? or uh, They it? haven't said too much about it, just that he's he's already reached out to... This is Jew Justice. Jennifer Lawrence and Brad Pitt. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, but it's supposed to be on Dude, uh, not Sharon for nothing, Tate, like the Sharon Tate murder specifically. Brad Pitt could be a man, a good Manson. I could totally see that. Yeah, I can too. Yeah, I can too. I'm with you. Yeah, but I, I, dude, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Uh, as much as he has kind of gone left field a number of times for me, I'm still a fan. No, but fair. Yeah. Uh, new movie coming out. I'm hoping it's titled 299. It's a 300 prequel. <laughs> it's not a movie, actually. It's a um, it's a comic. Coming okay. Out, coming out. It's supposed to hit 2018. Uh, it's a prequel that uh, Frank Miller is writing. I don't think he's drawing it. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Um, that's supposed to deal with uh, Xerxes and some some king or something. But anyway, it sounded interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I like that world. I like that mix of like... You know His, what I, history I love? and fi- fantasy. Yes, because it kind of seems like that history is so far ago, and it seems so fantastic in a yeah, way yeah. that adding a few supernatural elements to it, like fine. it works. Fine, it, like it's be- It's like a beautiful marriage. Like, oh, dude, speaking of supernatural, I just want to interrupt oh, you. Oh boy, um, not the show. Oh, okay. There's this this guy who wrote this book. He's an ex cop, mm-hmm. and the the book is called Missing Four One One. And it's about all these people who disappear, like in the wilderness, but to the point where it's not just lost hikers. Like, like people will disappear. There'll be search parties, and then they'll be they'll be found like like dead, like on the trail that people walk down a thousand times. Mm. And like they'll be found, and their shoes will be on top of their clothes, neatly folded. Wow! Like really weird shit. Or they'll be found, and like uh, 
they're oxygen deprived. They died of like asphyxiation, but not drowning, like they were in space. Huh. And and statistically, it is like the numbers are so crazy, like thousands and thousands of people, and like there's other weird things that happen, like when these people disappear, like these crazy storms come out of nowhere, like hundred year storms. Um, this other uh, kids missing found like. Like there's one dude that was found 14 miles from where he was missing, like in less than six hours. Like there's no way that he moved through rugged terrain, right? And he's done. He's done. I think this is his fourth book, and he's doing a movie. Um, I want to watch the movie, but like I was listening to a commentary on it, getting fucking freaked out. Mm. But to the point where he interviews like park rangers and other people, and they're like, "Listen, we don't want to talk about this." Like they know there's a pro- there's something like some kind of phenomenon. And they don't want to. They, they, nobody wants to talk about it. There's been incidences where, like, people are coming in, and there's like SWAT teams coming out of the woods, like all tacked out. Like FBI shows up, like some fucking like X Files type shit. And like, what the fuck are these guys doing here? And then like, it's like as if they're never there. <laughs> but uh, the movie came out, I think, in April or May, and I don't know if it's on Amazon, but I'm gonna I want to watch it tonight. Um, but I was like, I was by myself. I came home last night from work and I was by myself listening to this podcast about it, like these guys reading these stories about it. And, um, dude, I was like, couldn't sit with my back to the door, dude. I was like fucking freaking nice. freaking freaked out, man. Like just the goosebumps are happening. So anyway. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in anything Frank Miller has to do. I, I know that you don't feel necessarily the same. I mean, way, you know, I mean, like, dude, I, I, I am interesting interested voice. in him doing one piece, one very defined uncircumcised piece <laughs> and I get in a portrait of that that one unit right single unit maybe uh, 18 by 36 sure type you sure. know <laughs> I um I, I found this article I, I put it in the notes so if you guys want to read it you're welcome to it's uh it's a one six scale collector and he wrote this blog about like the three keys to collecting and the three signs of collecting exhaustion Ooh. Yeah, and it's very interesting. It's in the notes if you're interested in reading it. Well, give me the give me the cliff, the cliff notes. notes. Are it comes down to three things: money, space, and happiness. Ooh. And it's this balance and evaluation of the three constantly and consistently. And when one of them gets out of line, you have to adjust the others. And like it was really, it really does boil down to that. Like, what is making you happy? Yeah. Are you making responsible decisions? Yeah. And can your living conditions support your habit aside from finances. Yeah, know? yeah. And it was it was just good. It's it's a good article and it's it's worth a read and it's it's in the notes. But I think that I think those are like the three pillars that it's all built on. Do you have a line in the sand with yourself that you're like, whoa, whoa, I need to check myself before I wreck myself? Uh, n- not a definitive line. It's more it's it's very fluid because sometimes I'm up and sometimes I'm down, but it all ends up leveling out. Yeah. Like I I think I need to sit down and like do that here soon because I have like boxes of I probably have I I, I would be I wouldn't be shocked if it was a thousand to two thousand dollars and that's that's the thing I don't even know how much a thousand two thousand dollars worth of shit that's new in box right 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 like sit like hidden someplace hidden away from the light of day because yeah. I don't want to face the ugliness of like shit that I'll you know, and I've been I've been painting like crazy, but like I've almost got that whole table full of that new like industrial type stuff, and I'm like, fuck, bro, I need to fucking need to chill out. And there's other things that I want to do. I still want to do my fucking bar, but I just 
you know, I get locked onto one thing. You know, well, I um, I need to learn how to balance that shit out. It's interesting, like just recently, and I I was thinking about this after the fact. Uh, was I did this um, this video that Yule sent me this G two Laser Prime third party piece. And it's not, you know, it's not for me. It's like a hundred dollar figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll just gave it to me. He ordered two of them by accident. Mm-hmm. It was just like, here, man, have one. And it's not for me. It's a hundred dollar piece. And it was given to me for free. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you don't want it, send it to T2RX6. Mm-hmm. And like, I like reviewed it. I didn't want it. And I just sent it to Justin. Mm-hmm. And I'm done. And like somebody commented on there and was like, you, sir, are a better man than I. I'd be like, don't want this, but it's free. Guess I do want it. And I was like, man, it is interesting. Like, not to say that I don't have room for aggression. You don't be. You don't be. Expansion. You don't be gluttonous. But like, I really like. If I don't want something, mm-hmm. I won't keep it. Like, you know, like I, I, I'll give myself credit for that. Like, I won't. I won't buy something for the most part just to buy it. Like, yeah. It, or like in this circumstance, just keep something for the sake of keeping it. Like, yeah. I could easily put it on my desk upstairs and that was a nice looking prime. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, which one was it? It's a G two Laser Prime. It's a. Let me see. I can pull it up. The, but it was just like, dude, like, you know, somebody else is going to enjoy it. Somebody yeah, yeah, else has yeah. an attachment. Does to Justin it. like it? Yeah, perfect. And like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get anything out of and it. Now Justin knows you. But it was, <laughs> but, it, but it was an interesting thing from Quid the sake pro quo, of like, Clarice. Quid pro quo. From the sake of like, uh, you know, like, I am in a position collecting wise where like a, a a free toy doesn't necessarily mean shit to me. Yeah. You know, if I don't want it. Um, I'm, I'm, I am too much of a pack rat. Hey, it looks cool. Yeah. And it's well built. It's well made. It's yeah. Like, and it looks like the G2 Prime. Yeah. It's fine. But it's just not for me. Not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. But no yeah, issues there. Um, this guy, I'm going to have to bring this to your attention. We may need to talk about this off air. But this guy... Tagged me in something. This recently. guy, this guy, it tagged me in a post. Um, it's a mess. It's like me and his favorite reviewer, his other favorite reviewer. And I never, I'm not familiar with this other favorite reviewer, but I'm gonna get familiar. Yeah. There is an interesting, there's an interesting dynamic going on with it. I want you to take a look at. Huh. That's strange, isn't it? Though. Yeah. How do I feel about that. Something to something to. How old is that guy? I don't know. I, like I, this is all I know about him. Let's look it up right now. But I am going to do. Uh, I am going to do more research. That much I can assure you. I'm like the whites around his eyes. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man. All right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, Joe just said we got yeah. uh, two new $1 patrons this month. Well, thank you guys. We'll, we'll shout them out at the end of the Patreonians. show. Patreonians. All right. Looks like Netflix will have more trailers from hell. Mm. New Spawn show. Supposedly supposed to hit next month? Really? That's what it said. But I then I, I read the article, and I was like... I think this is Spawn movies coming out this month. It's like oh, is Netflix. that what it said? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's fucking lame. I do want to see it, but there might be, I mean, they're going to do a Spawn movie. Oh, Stoops. 
I haven't watched it in a while. No, I haven't either. I want to watch it again, but I, don't know. I was disappointed. I thought this was the same as Switch show. Yeah. Well, dude, fucking, uh, I think at the end of the month is so August 27th something comes out. I think it might be Needful Things, too. Needful Things. Stranger Things. Jesus. Yeah, that's Stranger coming. Things. Is it August 27th? I don't know. That it seems fast. I saw, I saw a poster. That seems fast. I saw a promotional poster for it. Yeah, man. I need I need that. Dude, I, I still haven't watched House of Cards. I just put in, I was looking up Stranger Things, and I put Needful. So season two will be coming out uh, October 27th, not August. That'll be here before we know it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right around Halloween. Perfect. Dude, my wife was panicked a little bit that you weren't doing the Halloween part of this year. I tell you that. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think they're doing it. I don't. I don't think they're doing it. No, we're definitely doing it. Yeah. I oh, this guy's been around for a while. Oh, has he? But I don't know. I got. Has he been that? Disguise for that a while? ID that IDK. But uh, I'll have to look more into it. Anyway, um, next note. New series for New Warriors. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? No. So this oh yeah, yeah. Squirrel Girl's gonna be in it. Yeah. And it's, is... she's an AT and T chick, which kind of like hot digger. See, you're gonna have on board now. Yeah, just because I like her. So it's a straight to series by Freeform. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is, too. I, that, that is one thing I find irritating. Like, all these Marvel shows on all these different platforms. Freeform, I think, is a downloadable thing. So it's coming out, but but, but either or, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Keep this sh- I, I hate that we have some shit on ABC. Yeah. Is there some shit on another channel? Fox? <sighs> there's an the X-Men show. Well, the Legion. And then what's Cloak and Dagger on? Oh, yeah. Cloak and Dagger is like a teen, like a teen you drama. Know, and then Freeform has this show. Yeah. I'm like, you need to get this shit aligned. You know what? Why don't they just have a Marvel network? And I, I'm, I'd be with that, but you know what? You know what I think I am against? Hmm. Marvel shows. Really? And not just Marvel shows. I think well, I'm against Netflix ones. No, I think I'm against it. Netflix shows? I think I'm against it. I just came to this epiphany recently. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy them. Yeah. But I think I don't I don't like the format. Really? Yeah. You, you know why? It has zero replay value for me. I don't want to watch any of those shows ever again. Huh. Like, But like, I want to watch Civil War right now. Okay. I want to watch Winter Soldier right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to watch. You're just a movie guy. You just don't like maybe TV it shows. Is. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it is. Like, like I, I. But you what, know, there are t- show, there are some shows I have rewatched numerous times. Like, uh, like uh, Sopranos. Yeah. HBO. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any uh, some of the cartoon shows and stuff. Yeah. Um. X Men, Wolverine, and the X Men. Not to be confused with X Men Evolution. Uh, oh, they're confused quite often, <laughs> sir. Quite often. One is one is on file. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just, I just, like, I could see myself watching the ex, the the Daredevil Punisher episode on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've watched any other show ever again. Hmm. I haven't watched any of them again. Yeah. And I, I like to rewatch things over and over again and learn the dialogue and quote it. And I don't think I'll ever have that with these shows. Well, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that I think it might they're be to me. one and a done. Yeah, but I think know? it might be to me. I think it yeah, might, you're a very I, nostalgic guy. Yeah, I, I, I like to. I like to be all. I like to fucking indulge myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think I'm against it. It doesn't mean I won't watch them. And I'm just thinking. I'm. I think I'm saying it now. I think I'm. I'm against it. You're against it. it. Next time we talk about it, you're gonna hate them. Yeah. And the next time after that, they're the worst things in the world. Yeah. And then the time after that, you've never liked them. <laughs> <laughs> the de-evolution of Marvel shows. Yes. Yes. I've always hated those. They're the worst thing ever. So let's see what else. 
Oh, this this footage that you found of Goblin, like the original Goblin suit. It's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. I'm not anti. I'm not anti either, but I realize that it just wouldn't work. But you know what? Neither does the other one. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So might as well. That's a, good, that's a good point. But the interesting part about it is like the sad face to the angry, crazy face. It's pretty creepy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the, there's a visual test of Spider-Man 1, an actual... Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. That's, that's what I said. I know. I'm just re reassuring that. No, um, it was a test screen test for an actual goblin face with a, you know prosthetics and like it had like a skull cap and everything. Um, the big ass ears, yeah, very big eyes, big eyes, very comic book accurate uh, for the goblin, and like it emoted through motors on the face, and it actually looked creepy as fuck. And obviously they went towards the uh, Ultraman. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I wondered if they would have done that. Would he have mutated into that and then mutated back? I don't know. I, I almost like the idea of like you know, like you know how I think they could get it to work, and you can feel free to disagree and tell me I'm wrong, and and I, I wouldn't even necessarily disagree with that. Yeah. But if he put on this bullshit mask that he made, like a bullshit, like you know, like a, I made it out of socks. Yeah. You know, but when he put it on, whenever you saw it from his perspective. It looked like the Goblin. Oh, like okay. A face. But then when you see Peter, like from Spider-Man's perspective, he's like, what the fuck are you wearing? You know, but it's like, it's, it's like it's he's craziness. so deranged. Yeah. And so possessed by the Goblin that he thinks yeah. it's something it's not. I don't know. I, I, I do like that, you know, the Goblin definitely has a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde archetype mm -hmm. going on there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the Spider-Man Homecoming universe. Yeah. Um. For sure, because so we gotta get we gotta like listen. I'm I I get it, I get it. We want he's Spider-Man's got a lot of villains we haven't seen before. We want to get a little bit of everything. I think they're going Sinister Six route. Yeah, eventually. eventually. I mean, I think soon, like because like you know they're just laying this ground. Like oh, Vulture's still around. Yeah, Scorpion's yeah. there. You know Prowler's what? there. We didn't. With Prowler's never part of the Sinister Six. Prowler's Prowler has been, been part of the Sinister Six. Has he? Mm -hmm. No. Pretty sure. Sinister Six had a very rotating cast. Hmm. Let's Google that. All right. To the Googles. Are oh, you got it? Well, if my fucking computer doesn't. Yeah, mine's a similar boat. You want to stop and save? No, we're, we're good. All right. Prowler. Part of Sinister Six. I love, I love uh, Childish Gambino as. All right. Let's pull it up. Original Sinister Six. Oh my God. Uh, you're right. All right. Doctor Octopus, Vulture, Electro, Craven the Hunter, Mysterio, Sandman. That was the original. Original return was Doctor Octopus, Electro, Magneto, Mysterio, Sandman, Vulture, and the Hobgoblin because Craven had died. The Revenge was Electro, Mysterio, Vulture, Hobgoblin, Dr. Octopus tricked Sandman into rejoining because he was good, and they turned him into uh, glass, and that's when, that's when Doc Ock had his uh, adamantium tentacles. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that he's ever been part of it. Uh, keep scrolling. Oh, the Tinkerer was in... Uh... Spider-Man Homecoming also, apparently. Oh, that was a guy that was doing all this stuff? Yeah, I'm guessing. I just want to make sure. 
What, what is your Sinister Six? When um, you think of the Sinister Six, who are they? I like Doc Ock, of course. Yes. You got to have Electro, mm -hmm. Mysterio, mm -hmm. Sandman. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily Vulture. See, Vulture's in mine. I can not necessarily Vulture. I like the Lizard in mine as well. All right. And who else? I'm a Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin's not bad. Maybe like the Vulture. Vulture and Hobgoblin with, yeah. the, with the first four you said. Okay, I guess you're right. Prowler's, I can't find a picture with Prowler as a part of them, so I'm going to guess you're right. But, I mean, they can Because Prowler is like a... Let me see. He's not all bad. No. He? Yeah. Definitely wouldn't go in the sinister category, I suppose. Yeah, he's had a couple of different... I like... He's had a couple of different versions. The Knight, Knight of the Prowler. Um... He he is, he is what you call it's uncle, Miles Morales's. Yes. Dude, I'm all about that shit. Bring Miles into this shit. Yeah. Bring, I'm yeah. all about that. All right, we can move on. I think I think you're right. Um. All right. So his first thing was to rob the payroll office of the Daily Bugle, figuring that it would garner him quick uh, publicity. So. Some people like Craven in their Sinister Six. I'm not, yeah, Craven's I'm, a Craven's a weird because Craven was kind of dead by the time we. I'm not a Craven you know. in the Sinister Six guy. Yeah. All right. Next note is uh, animation by Gaslight. Uh, Gotham Gaslight is getting its own movie. That'd be cool. So that's cool, and it's also I think it's like one of the first Elseworld stories. Uh huh. So like you know if they if they start here and they're like look we're doing Red Sun. And we're doing oh, this is a movie. Yeah, animated. Okay. Okay, but that's cool. I'm, I'm Haven't they done some Elseworld animated stuff already? I don't know. Have they? Uh, I guess. Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, definitely. And I don't really know that story that well. I mean, I know what it's about. The Gaslight one. Yeah, it's for those. It's like it's like Batman back in the days of old. Yeah. <laughs> like almost like, not not medieval or anything, but like when people are very superstitious. It's it's like, it's Victorian age. Yes. You know, so and Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, Dracula, yes, yes. Sherlock uh, Holmes, um, uh, Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, yeah, dude. Do you know about the Jack the Ripper special that's about to come out? No. You want a little little history lesson? Sure. There is the America's first serial killer. You familiar with who he is? This guy named H. H. Holmes, and he had the 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 castle. In Philadelphia, it was this hotel that he made. Well, there's too many H's in his name. You could have known something was going to go yeah. wrong. Um. Anyway, so it's like the murder. It's sometimes referred to as Myrtle, 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 Murder, Burning Myrtle, the Murder Castle. So basically, he made this building, this like you know, hotel, and uh, had trap doors, secret chambers, uh, secret stairwells to the rooms. I like him already. Movable walls. And so people would check in. They would check, check out. I, I actually think that's where that came from. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So this was during the time of the World Fair, which lasted a year, which brought a huge amount of traffic to Philadelphia. And so what he would do is people would come for jobs or whatever there. He'd low-rent rooms. He would kill them, torture them. He had gas chambers, would do experiments on them. This guy was a fucking sick fuck take all their money and they would never leave he was also in some other like you know insurance scams he would take insurance policies out on people and stuff like that mm -hmm. so 
he did this for like a year or two, right? Okay. Um, finally, when the World Fair ended, his debtors started coming after him because he had he invested all this money in this elaborate these elaborate machines and stuff for this castle. So he ended up leaving the foreclosing, and they didn't they didn't find out that the all these secret passageways for um, a number of years, I think it was four years, and during that time he'd also do other insurance fraud where he'd fake his own death, he'd change his name and fake his death, fake his wife's death. The last little bit before he got caught, a buddy of him, buddy of his, they tried to fake Holmes's death, it didn't work. The insurance company wouldn't pay out. So the next time they're like, all right, we'll fake your death. We'll have somebody, we'll have you open up a, uh, uh, inventor shop because that was big back then. We'll have this guy come in who kind of looks like you. We'll kill him, mm. and then we'll collect the insurance money. Sounds like they were also opening up a can of worms. Am I right? Yeah. So what they did is the guy showed up, and there was the buddy dead, mm. and Holmes actually had killed the the guy that he was in on the con with. Huh. Then the wife actually thought it was not really him. Took the wife, separated the kids, killed all the kids, had this elaborate Yikes. thing going around. Finally, the insurance company paid him out. It's like $30,000 or something at the time, which is a huge sum of money. Sure. Um, the investigator started putting all the pieces together, found the wife, found out that her kids were dead. They ended up arresting Holmes, re- uh, figuring out who he really was, and they hung him. So there's some, there's some stories that he might have faked his own death. He died with a hood on. His, his tomb was covered with concrete <laughs> after his death. Then, like, the judge, the lawyers... The uh, a, b- a bunch of people got poisoned who were involved with his arrest. Even the guy who arrested him was poisoned. They thought he was gonna die. He didn't die, but like a bunch of people died. The the guy who he was in jail with at one time, who kind of snitched out who he really was, was killed. And so now his great grandson is actually uh, approving to dig up his grave, to bust the concrete, to try to find DNA and do a DNA test to, to verify that he was that he's really in that grave. That's awesome. And he also might be Jack the Ripper. No shit. Yeah. So they think that he was, now there's a theory that he was Jack the Ripper, was almost caught in, in England, came to America. That's when he started doing his shit. That's cool. I mean, they're not actually, cool, but you know what I mean. They're actually tracing like the connection, the, the, yeah, the yeah, connection yeah. to the signatures, to all of his paperwork that he had to check the to check the writing samples and everything. The time would work out. But the, 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 the great-grandson's old now. You know, He's like, yeah, my grandfather was the devil. Hmm. Um, so they're doing this this fucking special on the History Channel. It's like American Ripper or something like that. But it's about I think it's gonna talk about his early years, the murder castle, his scams between before he got caught and dead, if he's still alive. Because there's a lot of rumors that he is, and time back that if he was actually Jack the Ripper. Very cool. The Jack the Ripper shit is fucking fascinating. Serial killers are fucking fascinating, man. Easily. So speaking of interesting shit going on with Batman, though, (laughs) I need to give a shout out to Harvey Dent. From Realm of Collectors. Okay. I saw him share this article. I'm not sure if he shared it to Nerd Rage. I'm, I don't know where he shared it, but I saw that he shared it. I read it, and I was like, this is going in the notes. Is it Harvey right? underscore Dent? Harvey, the same. Okay. The same. Just making sure. I want to... Oh, boy. What's happening now? What happened? I don't know. More cracks and... Why is this cracking? I have no idea, dude. There's probably some chemical reaction to the glue or something. I don't know. They're all cracked. Maybe it's the pressure. Maybe. I think there's like one that isn't... That this one is not yet. Huh. Um... I'm going to read this article in its totality. Maybe there are too many elbows on this table. <laughs> what are you and Laura doing on this table, Bobby? Never. Really? Never. Yeah, I'd be up for it, but it just hasn't happened. Um, Batman has been a hero for decades, constantly saving Gotham City from madmen and murderers, but take away the cape and noble purpose, and he's actually a terror. Someone capable of causing as much damage as he prevents. 
And seen through the lens of the 21st century, a time when it's understood that vigilante justice is dangerous, Bruce Wayne's actions don't look much more safe or sane than the Joker's. In his next incarnation, they're not. For Batman, White Knight writer-illustrator Sean Murphy created a version of Gotham with real modern-day problems and then let Batman solve them by making him the villain. How? In the comic miniseries Alternate Reality, it's the Joker, cured of his insanity, who sees that Bruce Wayne is just another part of the city's vicious cycle of crime and sets out to stop him. So he knows Batman's Bruce Wayne? I guess so. My, or maybe not. Yeah. You know, my main goal was to undo the comic tropes while changing Gotham from a comic book city into a real city, a city dealing with everything from Black Lives Matter to growing wage gap. But rather than writing a comic about the wage gap, I gave those ideas to the Joker, who leads a kind of media war against Gotham's elite by winning people over with his potent observations and rhetoric. Despite the fact that their roles are reversed, having heroes and villains who exist as a response to the current political climate is very much on brand for Batman. For nearly eight decades, the Joker and Dark Knight have faced off in the comics and on screen, and each time, whether they're brooding or cartoonish, they've come to represent the kind of good or bad guys their audience needs. In the 1940s, when the Joker was introduced in Batman Number 1, the idea of having a mass vigilante face-punching foe seems like a good way to fight crime. But in the decades since, society has learned that's not always the best course of action. It's sexy to think crime can be stopped with a fist, but the real solution is a lot more boring than that. Education, increased waging, building trust, Murphy says. The line Batman rides between noble vigilante and overzealous oppressor will always be shifting as our society changes. Much like the creators of, history, of history's various Batman have changed with the times. They've also updated the Joker to suit his environs. Environment, probably. Yeah. Over the years, he's been a sadistic psychopath and a giggling, greedy comedian, depending on the story and the zeitgeist zeitgeist demands. That's been true in the comic books and on screen. The original murderous conception of the character by Bill Finger and Jerry Robinson had to be toned when the Comic Code Authority was established, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Murphy's that we know the Joker is a genius, we know he's relentless, and we know he can play the crowd, so why not make him a politician? Frank Miller modeled him after David Bowie. Chris Nolan showed him as a controlled sociopath. I see Joker as Don Draper. Mm. Now, but, you know to read, now you need to watch Mad Men. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just think that that is, uh, like, as an Elseworlds thing, like, I'd be interested to see that. Like, I, what, what interests me most about it is the Joker becoming cured and then seeing the the issue once he's removed from the cycle. Mm, yeah. And that's what I find interesting. And the insight that might come from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm anxious to give that a read. Thank you, Harvey underscore underscore Dent, for that little tidbit. All right. Mira, Mira on the streets. There's footage of Mira walking past and, like, beating up a bum or some shit. I, I didn't find the video. I couldn't find it either. Yeah. Um, but I'll try to read the article. Uh, it looks interesting, anyway. And and uh, you know that that is Amanda Head, right? That's her name. I don't know. But I uh, like the sound of it. Yeah, uh, I think I, I think I said this anywhere. Some scientist was actually doing the facial structure, like the the golden ratios or whatever, and she was supposed to be the most beautiful, like. Oh, the one that you and I were like, yeah. Aesthetically, aesthetically pleasing, based right. off or whatever. She's. I mean, she's pretty. Uh, she's the winner. I think, so Johnny, some, I think she's Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Some new footage shows that the character isn't one to be messed with. That something an unfortunate drunk on the street found out, courtesy of footage captured by Amazon Heroic or Hero Icon. The footage shows a scene where Mira is walking down the street when a drunk man approaches her. He seems to have a beer in his hand. He walks towards her, only for it to explode as she passes by. That's fucking awesome. Cool. She's a, she got magic. Uh, she seems focused on the building scene in the left corner. 
possibly indicating a meeting is about to take place. They can ex they, the can exploding is likely caused by her aquakinesis, a power set that enables her to control water in a myriad of ways. Fans, a myriad? <laughs> Fans will likely see her abilities explored in greater detail in Aquaman, as she is only supposed to have a small cameo in Justice League. Uh, Dude, when does Justice League come out? I think the, Amber will the, bring that sh sense of strength, but at the same time, we also want someone who has a sort of feminine feminine quality to her as well. She's a bit of a contrast to Momoa, who's more of a muscular machine almost. Uh, yeah, I saw the short vi movie that somebody made of him, his life. That dude's fucking awesome. Yeah? That dude's fucking awesome. What's the deal? Uh, his, mo his mom got him to skateboarding and rock climbing at an early age, and she was an artist. And so he's just like kind of this like live out in the middle of like kind of nowhere, builds everything by his, by his own hands. He's married to, um, is it Lisa? Um, the middle daughter of the Cosby kid. Like okay. The, the one that went to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denise. That's who she was in the Cosby. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she was, I thought she was the oldest one. Denise that went to college. The light-skinned one? Yeah, maybe she was the oldest. She's the oldest. Denise. But yeah, she's, she's Lenny Kravitz's daughter or some shit, right? Is or she? she married Lenny Kravitz. Maybe. At she one, married Lenny Maybe Kravitz. at one point. Well, she, she, she had three kids with, with Jason. and yeah, it uh, make sense for her to be Lenny Kravitz's daughter. She married Lenny Kravitz. Maybe. All right. Okay. I, she might be older than him. I don't know. Um, but, like, you know, he's he's got this little compound. He's, like, he was with his kids and everything. And, like, he's... Maybe Lenny Kravitz is her son? Doesn't matter. There's a connection. <laughs> I think he might be her son. They have the same hairstyle. There's a connection. There's a connection. Okay. And, um... But it was, it was interesting about him and his kids, and like he's you know, rock climbing with his kids, skateboarding with his kids, and whatnot. And like he talks about how he never thought he'd be an actor, and like being an actor takes him away from his family, and it's like a struggle there, you know. But you know, with an actor, he can with acting, he could have done anything. He can be a barbarian, he can be a chieftain on the horse, he can be mm -hmm. the king of Atlantis. It was it was cool. It was a cool little video. It was shot very well. It's mad for that guy, man. It seems like cool people, and it's about as you know. He's. I like to see those individuals who are given the freedom to do whatever they want and they make it about their family, they make it about their life. They don't make it about just like material bullshit, yeah. you know, boats and fucking hose. and hose and drugs and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, like, so yeah, cool dude, man. Cool guy. I like that guy. Let's see what else we have. Oh, uh, DC plans for Hall H. Mm -hmm. They did say that there will be Aquaman footage. Cool. So. Cool. That's pretty exciting. That's I mean, I think we're gonna get a a fucking new Justice League trailer. I would imagine. Or we should get I'm something gonna, on like the twenty. The, I'm gonna imagine Infinity War, Justice League, Aquaman, Star Wars. Well, Star Wars is confirmed like twenty seventh, right? Nah, because it could be Star Wars could be at SDCC or it could. Well, we be know at, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be Han. It's not gonna be Han Solo. No, it could or it could be D twenty three the next week. Okay. Which is like Disney's. Yeah, we're gonna be busy here. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, questions. So we have some questions in odd places today. I did get that one thing I posted. Somebody sent. Yeah, to you me. got one. I via, tried to. You got one via the Russman page. Is that the? Is it the, the? Is that the From zombie apocalypse one? I don't know. I, I'm looking. We gotta wait that zombie one for for Joe. All right. Uh, is this it? Oh, James G. But this is about. James G is one of our Patreon subscribers and is very generous, but he, he's going to send us something for us to do a video on for Patreon. That's cool. okay. Um, and then we have another question here from 
Hey, I got a question for the trio that is in our R, and it seems from yours and Bobby's painting skills. First and foremost, sorry for the essay that is coming. Okay, I don't know exactly what you do for a living. Bobby works as a mopper, and Joe slings pills from what I understand. That being said, if time travel were possible, would you three continue what you do in your respective fields of employment or work on the sets of the original trilogy as model scale set designers and painters? I often wonder what those sets would look like in A New Hope at the end of the film with the relatively plain-looking Death Star when Luke and the Rebellion kept making their runs. Like, here's the thing. I think it was Elvis Costello that said, you can be anything you want in this country as long as you're willing to sacrifice everything else for it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I would have loved to do something in the entertainment industry. I would have loved to, like, you know, editing a movies or working on movies or working yeah. in music. You went, or, when you went to college, you wanted to go to film film school yeah for a, for a while but in order to do that it's hard to do that especially at that time uh when you're not in la yeah and i just i love my friends and my family well my family now my wife too much to ever leave them so like would i like to yes but not at the expense of losing my friends and my wife my cousin right now is going to thailand for three years she got married here recently, and she's like, she's a year younger than me, you know, and she's, she was kind of engaged at one point, and then, you know, always about her work, always traveling, doing stuff. She's a surgical PA, so she's, she's done some volunteer work in like Honduras a couple times, and everybody's always getting on her, like, hey, when you get married, when you have any kids, Settle blah, down. blah, blah. Yeah. So she finally married this guy here about a year or two ago. Good guy. He's older than her, a little bit older, but he had kids younger, so he's got like, all of his kids are grown, basically. Mm -hmm. And so he's got his last tour of what he's got to do before he retires, and they're going to Thailand for three years. And a, a part of me is kind of like, I'm I'm sad that she's leaving. We haven't been as close recently as we used to be. And it's I know it's hard, too, because our grandparents are really old right now, and she's, you know, she had to come to terms like, this is probably, I'm probably never going to see my grandparents alive again. Yikes. Because in that three years, you know, I'm not going to be able to fly back, you know. Right before something happens so but i do envy her a bit because the freedom just just the just the balls get up and go to get up and go yeah that's my sister-in-law and um and go. My, she's in paris right now really that's awesome and like it, it's funny because you know my wife and i are going someplace at the end of the month or in the next month and like you know, we're we're going out, and I'm like, man, that'd be crazy if we went out there and somebody offered you a, like a good job or something like that. And you're like, you know, let's fucking just do it for a little bit. Mm. It's, just, it's like two years. Let's fucking see what happens and just be fucking nuts. And like, it is difficult because you don't want to leave what you're familiar with, but you never know. And like, it, it's not the end of the world. Like sometimes you just want to see what a mistake feels feels like. <laughs> well, for me, it's, it's not even about familiarity. For me, it's about like I, uh, it's for me. It's about losing my, my friends and my wife. Like that's what it's always yeah. been about. Yeah. Like when my dad left me high and dry, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like I could have gone with him. But what what if somebody called you up? It was like, dude, we wanted to do a skull face sitcom. Here's the script for it. You're the perfect dude for it. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I can guarantee you a season. You come out here. You, you signed a year contract. We'll have a house for you set up. Don't worry about everything. We'll, we'll, we'll either pay for you to pack up all your stuff and put it in so storage, or we'll pay for your house. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and you can fly out to Frederick every couple months, make sure everything's good to go. The family can come out, school for the kids, we'll pay your wife's salary. Like, there is no financial burden, you know what I mean? But you got to give us a year. Well, that's, you be? A, that's a very different scenario because, like, under those circumstances, yeah. If they, if see, if, if motherfuckers ever let me get my foot in the door, I'm bringing everybody. <laughs> you know, but you're not gonna be, be able to bring everybody at once. But everybody's coming. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But it'd be it'd be hard, man. Because I mean, like, all right, let's say, ooh, man, that was yeah, easy. That, I'm telling you, that chair yeah. will break. I got I two broken ones in the garage to prove it. Oh, really? The, the same chairs? Yep. Same. This was a six chair set. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. So. Anyway, like, it, it's hard too, man. Because like, let's say, let's say the the roles are reversed, right? Let's say that I I was doing something uh-huh. out in in Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, hey, man, here's ten million dollars signing bonus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, hey, bro, dude, quit your job right now and come move to California. But that's what I'm saying. But you would be like, nah, can't do it, bro. Can't. No, that's not true. You don't think so? That's not true. Because like, like I said, if 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 I get in, yeah, everybody's coming. It may not be today. <laughs> But that's the plan. Yeah. The plan yeah. is always strength in numbers. It's always. But you don't want to MC Hammer the game at the same time. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about. No, 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 no. Don't, no, no. You, you, you got me misdirected. Okay. The goal is not like, all right, I'm going to put Pinkerton as my stylist and I'm going to put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The goal is, look. <laughs> Your hairstylist. In season, yeah, my hairstylist. In season, <laughs> in season one, I'm introducing Russman and Joe KW as characters. You know, and yeah. in season two, I'm introducing this other group of guys as character, and like then the goal is to get everybody up on their own feet to do their own thing, not not to be my. But son. what if they can't? You know what I mean, I mean but that, that's that is, I, I like to me, I I would it would be worth the effort. Like you're like I couldn't do a a Skullface sitcom without you. Yeah, but I wouldn't probably be the actor. I'd probably be the the guy that's sitting behind like I know this is what you would do. No. To the actor. You'd be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it wouldn't make sense. It, w- it wouldn't make sense. Maybe, maybe, and, and maybe. Like, and, and then the goal is, then the goal would be the next person, and then the next person. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get everybody up on their own platform. I hear you. It's a lot, though. It it's is a lot. lot, but that would be the goal. Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, like that's something different because I would be working towards one thing. Yeah. You know, like, but, but like, just like, hey, look, uh, look, this guy said he'd give me a house out there. He's dying, and I helped his wife across the street. He's never. Nobody's ever shown him a shred of kindness. He lives in a mansion. He's given me the keys. Taxes are paid for for the next twenty years, and he's got me a line, uh, a job lined up at Hollywood Video. If Mopping. I just, if I just need to do something extra, yeah, I'd be like, no, I'm good. Bro. Okay. I feel you. Interesting though. Yeah, indeed. All right, questions, and I'll try to shout out some Patreon folks as we uh, go through these questions because we got some. Um, let's see here. So, uh, shout out to Kyle D. Yeager. He just uh, supported new supporter. Oh, would you do that job though? The painting? We never really answered the question. Um, no, no, because I wouldn't be able to leave everybody. Okay. And, and like, I, you know, I, I can't. I, I'm just not that guy. Like, I don't have what it takes mm-hmm. because my, the bonds that I have with the people that I love are too strong. People will leave me, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna leave them. That's that's the that's the story of my life from I don't, a very young age. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like it's 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 a difficult thing because like one thing I've noticed with my little bit of art that I do, I don't want to share it per se. I don't mind doing commission stuff, so I don't know yet because I'm just like did my big toe into it. Uh-huh. But you know what'd be hard for me is like working on this big giant set and then like taking it apart. Yeah, and I guess I get to see it on the movie. Yeah. It's not the same. I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how I would feel about that. Yeah, that would be fair. a difficult thing because you see, like, 
Like, um, like I remember, and this is just a, a simple thing. For my dad's 40th birthday, some people dropped off a bunch of photographs of him, and I made this giant, like, you know, huge 60 by, I don't know, what's a, what's a giant poster size? 48 by 24? Uh, t- usually, like, the standard is 24 by 36. It's a bit, no, it's huge. Okay, like this. all right, bigger than that. Yeah. So I did this like you know like happy birthday, thumb, and but I did this this collage mm-hmm. and like, and I'm not one to brag, but like, it was fucking awesome. Did you have it? Somewhere. Uh-huh. Um and like everybody was like, dude, this is amazing. Did you guys have this professionally done? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I just did it, and it just it just kind of all fell together with me. And like I remember like being like as I was doing like, dude, this is gonna be something. It's like just, you know, capturing the kids and the family in different moments and like, you know, transition from young to old. Like I had like, I had like a vision when I was doing sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. And um, I remember later like, you know, somebody had taken it down and I started getting like rolled up or whatever and I was like getting all fucked up and I was like, I was kind of like fucking yeah, devastated. Yeah, yeah. And like I didn't, and it's not one of those things like, I, like, no, you need to fucking frame this and put it over your goddamn fireplace. I, I realized it was a disposable thing as I was making it. Yeah. That I was for this event and then it wasn't going to last you know what I mean? But I was like, dude, I put like some fucking heart and soul, and like, I didn't feel like my dad like appreciated it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Bummer. You know? I, I feel like, like, uh, which is a story still, of my I life. Still, you know, I still, I still struggle with those issues with my father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, not for nothing, like, being 100% open and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm very vulnerable, Adam. <laughs> you see? Um, when when I have my dad over here, like my dad never asks shit about what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, like you know, he asks about the mopping sometimes, but he never asks about like you know the skull face stuff or the cool table stuff. Yeah. Or, no, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But like when my dad's over, like never, ever asks. You know, and like when I have my dad over for like Christmas, like you're hanging out, and he asks about some of the stuff you do, mm-hmm. it stings. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm, like, it stings. You, you think know? he's just being polite. I I th- no I I honestly think that some of the things that you have done throughout your life have just been more in line with his interests. Okay. You know, and like I showed him like, like you know him and I used to build not dioramas but we used to build stuff for toy stuff Absolutely. that you could consider a diorama when yeah. I was a kid. So like I sent him the the Skullface video of the the um, first order that Joe and I worked on and like here man check this out. And like I called him, you know, and I was like, I, I, I actually told you this already. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, so what you? Did you watch the video? And he was like, I haven't made it through. And I was like, God damn, you know, like that was like stab once, and he's like, but I do have a question. <laughs> Who is this gentleman in this video with you? And I was like, it's my buddy Joe. What does he do for a living? And I said, he's a pharmacist. It's a good job, Bob. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you know, but that shit. Like, I, I, I'm still seeking his approval. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's you know, weird. and I, like, I, I think that like, uh, you know, Laura and I argue about this. This is gonna take a real weird turn. Um, Laura and I just had a pretty big argument recently. You know, yeah. about it, we, we only argue about two things: family, her family, and Billy J. <laughs> Billy J. <laughs> she doesn't understand it. <laughs> um, until she saw it without pants. <laughs> um, no, but we. We only argue about money and her family. Yeah. And recently there was a situation where like I just wasn't I wasn't I didn't feel like being a social butterfly. There was a couple things I was turned off by. Yeah. Like it, my wife witnessed this. She made a comment to me about it. What was the comment? Um 
Well, you tell your story first. Okay, because the, 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 the comment is imperative. Like, imperative. Like, I might need her to relax because, like, it is very, it is very, it's a very hot button in the household. Well, you tell tell okay. tell your same first. So, like, I went, I went when as soon as I got home. You know, I like to be in a hoodie. I okay. prefer to be in a hoodie. It's it's a comfort thing for yeah. me. Yeah. So like, not only is turtle exposed. Right. <laughs> it's like like yeah. Let's imagine a turtle as shell. Yeah. You know, it's protection. Yeah, yeah. So I I knew I was gonna be uncomfortable around these people. So as soon as I got home, I ran upstairs and I got into a hoodie. I, we were home a bit before they were. Yeah. And I came back and Laura was irritated that I was in a hoodie. Like it was. I mean, it was like ninety degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. But like, you're not my goddamn mother. Yeah. Wear what the fuck I want to wear. Yeah. You know. Um. So she was irritated about that, but as I'm coming down, like her, her nephew is running around in my upstairs, just mm-hmm. fine, but it's not fine. Yeah, I come downstairs, and her family is like made themselves at home, and I don't mean in a guest sense, but in like going through my drawers and preparing food and all this, and it was just like a, a an onslaught of sensory overload, where I didn't know where to begin about the things that I found irritating about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like look like. You guys don't treat me like family, so don't come here like this is your goddamn home. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's my home. Yeah. I'll cut the own. I'll cut my own watermelon. Goddamn it. Yeah. You know, and, and I know it sounds petty. I, I I get that, but it 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 was off putting to me. It it is, quote unquote, petty, but you've earned. They had not earned this back and forth because you, you, your in-laws are overbearing yeah they're overbearing people and they're like like for example i like your stepfather your stepfather your father-in-law mm-hmm. nice stepfather's okay too i like your father-in-law but once in a while he'll have like a, a cocktail or something uh-huh. and he'll make some comments and like they irritate me mm-hmm. like i want to be like hey man why don't you shut the fuck up like what anything you need to recall off the top of your head um i don't think he's ever said anything that's irritated me like he's definitely a, a backstab. It was at your wedding. Oh really? Yeah, he he was saying something at your wedding, at the reception. It was at the very end of the night, and he was fucking cocked. Toasted. And he was saying something, and I don't remember what it was, but it was like, "All right, bro, you're a little too familiar with me right now." Uh-huh. Like, like uh, if we were at a bar, I'd be like pushing Bobby off because he was about to hit you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it wasn't anything. It is. It had been a long night. Right, right. It had right. been a long two days. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and your and your mother-in-law is very, she's very aggressive yet passive aggressive at the same time. She 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 do the shooky nooky. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And she's magnificent with my children. And she's she, magn- she's, she's a she's, good grandmother. And she's great to my wife. Yeah. Um. And so it's not like I don't respect. She's a ball. She's a ball buster. It's not like I don't respect her. Yes. Roles in my family. Yes. I totally do. Yeah, yeah. I, and I want my kids to have a great relationship with her. But, like, there was just something. I came down the steps and it was just something that just it didn't sit right with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I felt I felt like a guest in my own home. Yeah. And I just I didn't care for that. Yeah. Uh, so I was quiet. And I just didn't have nothing to say. Yeah. You know, but, like, that is another thing about me is you, that, like. You did have a few things to say. <laughs> did I say something? Uh, we'll get into it. Finish your okay, story. Okay, so, like, there is something about me where like I'm always on you know like I'm always on yeah on the entertainment I'm always mode. turned on yeah, yeah. so when I'm turned off so to speak people yeah well that too but pe- people take that my wife sometimes too as 
I'm angry or I'm yep. upset. And that's yep. not always the case. Yep. And I, I, sometimes I feel guilty because I'm like, man, my wife deserves a little bit of the show too. She doesn't get enough of the show. Like yeah, she, you know, like some, she grabs the reins when she needs to. Yeah, but like some, some for pro- sure. <laughs> but like for sure, Bob. yeah, definitely, definitely. But like, there's sometimes where I come home and I just want to be off. Yeah, you know, I've, yeah. I've I've had it on at work for all day. I just need to turn it off for a minute, and I, I feel guilty for not turning on. But sometimes when I'm not turned on, people take it as I'm being upset. And I wasn't angry. I was just like, look, I, I feel like a guest in my own home. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, and I just have nothing to say, and it turned into a thing. Yeah, you know, and it's become a bigger thing since. Do 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 explain. Well, just that, like, uh, you know, my wife is going to the beach with them in August, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Do you?" I'm sorry. She was like, "Do you want to go?" And I said, "Before I commit to this, we got to talk about where I am with these people." Yeah. And then we started talking, and like, you had a very fucked up thing that happened last time you were at the beach. Yeah. The whole room thing. Yes. That was some bullshit. Yeah, so like I was like, I, we gotta find out where we end after this incident and everything else, and like we're talking about it, and it was a good conversation, and things were progressing, and then like, and then she said something. Oh, she said she did an impression of me of how I was, which wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. Like she said, like you were sitting on the steps and you had your hand buried, you had face buried in your hands, and you like wouldn't look up, and I was like, that's not true. And I was like, and the problem, I have a big problem with that because you're seeing it through this veil that has been constructed almost for you to see it where I'm this, where I've been vilified, you know, and I, I was, I was just sitting there. I was just sitting there looking. Yeah. You know, I had nothing to say, Yeah. but I, I wasn't, I wasn't hiding in my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turned into a bigger thing. And then I, and like, she, you know, she was like, well, do you want to talk to my mom? Cause like there was a time where, um, her mother said to my children that you weren't her real uncle, Yeah. which pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. And, she since spoke to my kids about that and tried to I said something to her about that. Yes, and I did too. And yeah. she tried, and but she talked to Laura about it greatly and she was like should I talk to him? And I think that was the opportunity that was missed. I think right then and there my wife said it probably it should it, that would probably be for the best and she didn't. Mm-hmm. She said no. And I think cuz my wife is afraid that it could get worse. Yeah. So now it's like it's gone too far where like a conversation won't fix it anymore. Mm-hmm. It would have to be a conversation, lots of time together. Like we might need a weekend getaway, her and I, to get back on the same page. And I thought that my wife was kind of over picking sides. I thought she had kind of fallen in line. Like, look, this is my nuclear family. This is always number one. Mm-hmm. But after she said that, I was like, you're not, you're not pick, you're not, you're not on my team right now. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But I thought we were over that. And now I don't think it would be best if I went, because now. I'm really turned off to the idea of that. And she agreed. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the long and short of it. I don't even know how this conversation started about uh, them and whatever. Well, let me, th- this is what my wife said to me because mm-hmm. she was over there that day. Mm-hmm. She was. Another day. And she came back. She's like, something's going on with Bobby. I think he's mad. She's like, I think he's mad at you. And I'm like, why? I was like, I don't know, because he was very short with everybody. He was in a bad mood. I think he was mad that you weren't there. So that was her perspective. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, but that's – that's so, like, there is this – you have this ability. It's almost like a pheromone. You you can kick off, like, don't fuck with me, pheromone, right now. Don't look at me. Don't engage in me. Because you do, you do do this thing where you get very short. Yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. But then when you do – say anything that's more than one syllable, it's a dig. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So there was something that she, she, she felt like she was getting flack on you about, but it was probably something innocent. Yeah, no, I, I was trying, no, I was actually trying to, actually, I, I know what it was and I'll say it. It was like birthday day or something like that. Yeah, or? it was her birthday that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and you had game day or something. Yeah, yeah. and I, 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 I rescheduled game day. And I was actually trying to just, I was actually, honestly, I was trying to just bond with her a little bit. Yeah. And I, I was just like, I was like, I was like, make sure, hey, make sure he shows you some love this weekend. Yeah. You know, but just like banter, like, you know, like, like, hey, I'm, I'm it really what it was in code. Yes. I know it's your birthday. I know he's gaming. I know you're here. Yeah. So that you're, you can see my daughter. So that, like, you deserve some love. I hope you get it. Yeah. That's, that's, and it the Rizzi House was at work that weekend and we yes. scheduled something else out. Yes. And it was very, it was, it was, I, I said it and my intentions were loving. Yeah. Yeah. But because of your disposition with everybody else, yeah. she's like, oh, this must be a dig then too. But I was like, nah, he just, it's issues. And I think, I think in, in and up, you know, it's, I mean, she's, she doesn't care. It's not a big, it's not a big deal, but it's funny about that thing. Cause you called me up that day. And when you called me up, like the, your tone in it, like, I, like I almost thought you were gonna be like, Hey, listen, uh, Jana found a porno and showed your girls. Like that, like that's how serious <laughs> your tone was when you called right, me right, up. Right, like, right, right. like you have to sit down and have this talk with them now. Right, right, right. Because it's, I'm sorry, the cat's I fu- out the bag. I fucked up. <laughs> cat's out of the bag, and you might need some therapy. Right. You know, I'll pay half the the, right, the right, copay. Right, right, you know what I right, mean? Right, right. And so basically, you know, your mother-in-law was like, "Oh, they're not your cousins. They're not your uncle," and showed pictures of your of like. Yeah, but that's not that day. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah far, it's that was far away. But I I know that like. That hurt. That hurts you. And I remember one day, like now, I feel like I say things in front of your mother-in-law on purpose. Yeah, I like, think you do. Go too. play with your cousins. I think you do too. And then she said, she said something, and I said to her, I was like, "You don't understand this." I, I was like, "You don't understand because you never had a family like like Bobby and I had." But he is my brother, and I see him and care about him more than I see or care about my own brother. Not to say I don't care about my own right. brother. Same, same but I haven't me. seen him in nine months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Vice versa. Uh, he hasn't called me. Every once in a while I'll get a weird text message from him. And, like, I miss him. Don't even know. I wish I could foster that relationship, but it's just not there. It's like, I was like, what family is is a shared history. And I have. And role. And role. And we have more of that than you can understand. And um, and that means something to us. That you know, And, like, she kind of, like, like I think she was she did like kind of like one of these things like you know head back kind of wide open and she was uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know cuz like it it was in this social christmas setting yeah, i think yeah, yeah. and i was like okay and i'm done have a nice merry christmas give you a hug <laughs> what sort of christmas is this <laughs> burning at the stake <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it's it's one of those things too where i think her family's also very clicky yeah well they're very like and Clickish. i think like her her father died when she was very young yeah. So her family packed hard as fuck to get through that. Yes. It was back before women could really work. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like her, 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 luckily he owned a gas station, so her mother could work at the gas station without any issue. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they had to really bond. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to get through. Yeah. So it's then it's not that I'm, I'm it's not that I don't appreciate that. Yeah. I do. Um, but like there's there's some of that that's still in my wife. You know, and my wife can be that way sometimes. And when she does, I call her out on. I don't. I don't say, "Hey, you're doing your in-law shit." Yeah. But I'll be like, "Hey, that's not how I do business." Yeah. Ever. You know, like um, little things. Like if uh, 
this this wasn't a thing, but let's but I can see it being a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time that you and your girls were here and Joe was here and we cooked all my all the chicken I had. Yeah. You know, and be like, well, you you, should, you, kick, you cooked all of our chicken. Like, no, I didn't cook all of our chicken. Yeah. I cooked all of our chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And but that that she that was an issue, but I'm saying I could I could perceive that happening. Because, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's how she borders off sometimes. Yep. yep. You know, and I'm like, look, I'm not playing that. Yeah, and like that's not like we wouldn't do that. That's like, it's, it's weird too because there's little things like I remember, whenever, we used to go to each other's houses or whatever. There was never like, hey, here, give Mrs. Russman twenty dollars for your dinner. Yeah, no. You know, only, we never only time my dad at was when we went away for the beach for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he ended up paying half. He paid, he paid for half my shit anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah, more often than not. Like and, I, we did, and we did more than food. You know, minute, yeah, 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 Whatever yeah. it was all. You know, my dad covered it. Because I, I remember like I was leaving that one week. My mom gave me a bunch of cash. And I was like, "Do you want this?" He's like, "No, son. You go ahead and keep that." And I didn't give it back to him. <laughs> Good for you. But like, yeah, I mean, and that—that that was the house that I grew up in. And I think you grew up in a similar house. I yeah, never, definitely. I never... There's always like one thing about my family is like, there was always like even my grandmother has pictures of other grandkids that aren't her grandkids who she's followed in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like this is how, like my, you know, when you meet my grandma and you, you, she's like, oh, you give me a hug and you call me grandma and me give you a yeah. kiss. And that's just how, that's how it was. Yeah. Same with your grandma. Yeah, same with mine. And I, I mean, so. my dad loved to cook for friends. Yeah. You know, like, because I didn't eat shit. Yeah, yeah, You know, so especially like if somebody like Brutus came over, oh, it like was as on. soon as he said in the door, my dad be like, "What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Let's 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 chat out because I, n- I never get this opportunity. <laughs> you know, like pulled pit beef, you got it. You know, like because I I wouldn't eat that shit. Dude, you know what I want? That calamari from that place off of Twenty Nine. Yeah, that was good. That was that was a good Dude, fucking I, day, I, man. I, 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 you know what? Like me, you, Brutus, Rio, and Rio. Who, wasn't somebody else there? I want to say so, but I can't think of it off the top. Was of my it head. smoke? Could have been smoke. But man, like. Dude, and I, we sat there and drank beer and ate calamari like all night long. Yeah. All night long. Drinking and eating calamari. I mean, we must have went through four or five places. Yeah. And like, that was crazy, man. And it got better and better. Yeah, it did. Like, I, I, we, I, like, I, I mean, I know I stayed on this podcast all the time and I know people can't relate, but like, I miss that dude so incredibly much, man. And like, excuse me, every day that goes by, I feel like I miss him more. And, it's just such a fucking bummer. Yeah. Um. All right. So we have some other questions. To to you guys on the same page now. Y'all work it out. Uh. I don't know. Well, one thing I do want to say. I don't know. Is it like. You know, I've had some. I've had a few things. But your wife definitely felt like in the same spot. You know, I guess her and Laura both got the same impression that it was. Yeah. You know. So yeah. like like that's why I'm saying she might need to relax because. <laughs> Laura, Laura was like, "Gage Pam, Gage Pam," and I was like, and then in my head, I was like, eh! "I was like, I don't want. I know we're not gauging. We don't gauge anybody. Gauge, you, you gauge yourself." <laughs> um, but I will say that one thing is that like, one of my beefs my wife and I used to have is every once in a while I get a little anxious about shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I get super uncomfortable. Like, I'm not, I'm not big in crowds. I don't want to go. You know, like there's there's events I always got to feel like you know watching my six type of thing and I've gotten better over the years and there's a point in time where my wife is like I'm just gonna go do shit by myself because I don't want you to come because you're not gonna have a good time and I'm gonna be worrying about you not having a good time and eventually it's like this is just the best thing to do mm. and like so she, when she goes down 
she goes down and sees her family and like because I'm usually working or doing something else. She's like, it's fine. I'll just go. Like I hate the, I hate the beach. I think I hate the beach more than you. Maybe. You know, like, I, like I was like, I'll go for an hour, and I left at 58 minutes. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean that's uh, dude. Like I don't even go. I mean, I, I'll, but no, I'll, but yeah, but I'll you, go down and walk the beach like in the morning nope. before we get, or in the night. Like nope, nope. nope. But nope. for me, that's like a mission. Yeah. You know, but like sit on the beach, I won't do it at all. Yeah. Period. Not, not. And uh, so it's like, listen, you just do your own thing, you know. And like, dude, you look like you're doing the dirty dancing move for a minute. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I finally found someone. <laughs> Hang on to something like that. Um, I can't remember the song. Anyway, so continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, y'all. In yeah, that's that's the best thing. Just yeah, but I mean, like you know, it's not necessarily what I want. I hear you. I you hear know? you. Um, I want to be with my kids, and you know, like they have a great time. And no, I, I do. Miss me. I do. Um, so we 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 missed some questions because uh, Paul C got one in late, and then I think he's in another one. So he said, episode 96 said that you guys would be recording on the 4th of July, so how about something special? And we ended up recording the day before the 4th of July. There you go. Who You're is welcome, the, Paul. Who is the more patriotic American superhero, Superman or Captain America, not including the current Hydra storyline? Which one is the better embodiment of truth, justice, in the American way? Or is there someone who is even more America than these guys? No disrespect to other cultures or superheroes in the same case, just keeping with the 4th of July theme for the question, fuck the king, Paul C. Uh, Uncle Sam? Yeah, Uncle Sam. We we talked about this because yeah. we we actually got the question. We were together. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he would be the most. He's the he is technically the embodiment of patriotism. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I would put Captain America. I, I would above agree. Superman Cap, also. Captain America. Because because Superman is more. He's he's more in allegiance to the ideals, not to the country. There there was a time. Yeah. There was a time. Yes. I'm, yes yeah. Yes. That's not that's not here anymore. And, and speaking of it in its totality, like yeah, you know. Um, so that, they can be a great people, Kello, if they choose to be. Yeah, they only need the light to guide the way. Uh, we got one from Rogue War. That shit, that quote still gives me chills. Yeah, for this reason above all. A big thank you for all good. for all your hard work and efforts in bringing us the best podcast out there. Tons of laughs, news, events, and all the random discussions that make this show great. Two part question. I think we can agree that some new blood needs to take over the helm for making Transformer movies. Who, question one: Who would you write? Who would you pick to write, direct a good Transformer movie based on the original G One series? I know my answer. Um, let me think. Oh, he says you can pick three parameters which must be followed, such as characters staying true to their personalities, transformations similar to the actual toys, keeping with original bot designs, anything you want. I personally think, besides a good plot, we could do with more Transformer action and less human dialogue. Oh, and just one more thing: Apes. JJ JJ Abrams. Okay. Who do you think? Zach fucking Snyder. Really? That's who I want because I just want him to stick true to the goddamn script, and that is something he can do. That's true. Um, I think that like if you follow the character archetypes from the G1 show, mm-hmm. uh, with the storyline from Fall of Cybertron, War for Cybertron, and some of the nuances from some of the comic book ideas from IDW. I think you could have a brilliant show. The problem is that you eliminate humans. I think JJ, I mean, I think Zach is a good choice. Mm-hmm. What I worry about with Zach is he'll be G1 to a fault. Right, where it's like, yeah, where it's something stupid. Exactly. Just, yeah, but like, that's and why I, I say, I, that's why I say, that's why I say storyline If he directs it. Yeah, that's who writes it. See, I, I almost would be okay with Zach writing it and then JJ Abrams directing it. I'm Okay, I'm down. On board? I'm down. Best of both worlds. Best That's five. Worlds. And then we have, uh, ooh, how many lens flares though? 
mean, there's a lot of reflective you know bits. What? A lot of reflective I'm not, bits. I'm not a lens flare hater. <laughs> I say bring them on. <laughs> I say bring them on. Okay, this is a question from uh, Michael Tranquillo. He said, imagine the three of you are sitting in the Skull Cave wrapping up a podcast, and all of a sudden the phone rings. You pick up the phone, and to your surprise, it's Stan motherfucking Excelsior Lee. He tells you he's a huge fan of NerdRage and even throws in a not-for-nothing or so-to-speak to let you know. You talk a bit, and Stan starts reflecting on the past. He says his one regret is how the editors in charge at Marvel Comics have made a mess of the X-Men he so fondly created. And then he asks each of you, Uncle Dolphin, Skullface, Russman, if I let you write X-Men for a year, 12 issues, how would you fix the X-Men in current comics? Ooh. Part of the problem with, with this question is I don't really know the current state of the X-Men. Um... But if I were to just fix it in general, you know, I, I um, I got an idea. Go ahead. This just happened. All right. So, what I would do is I would do a time travel episode that they went back and altered the first mutants' DNA. They did something. They shot him. Somebody went back and like gonna fix the like Terminator Two type thing. Shot him with a dart. Alter the first mutant's DNA, but like he didn't even realize it. It, it, it just like an injection or whatever. Come back, all the mutants that we know and love are still around. All right, and then you find out what it was is it didn't alter their DNA per se. It just it it recessed it. So some other event somehow happens now in the future because of the change in mutants to the history kind of like the phoenix turn everybody's powers on and so it is an emergent story of of uh maybe professor x somehow is brought back he's outside of this bubble so he knows that these people will get powers eventually and is telling that story um of him trying to get people before the powers manifest and it causes a huge disruption or whatever so make it a time travel bit with like maybe cable is involved somehow like listen this fucked up the future even worse. I'm like cut off from my time. I can't time travel anymore. I'm stuck here at this point of time where this guy went back in time to correct it. Mm-hmm. And the back in time point is locked as well. So like there's these two locked points in time that have been aired and whatever. Do something cool with like Logan where he's been like frozen somehow and you know his latent mutant power and uh, have him, you know, so he's still there around and just have that Back to that very early, like teen college type stuff, where where Jean Grey is there, where Scott Summers is there. Talk about the point where um, maybe uh, Professor X and like imprint memories, like this is who you were, and then like ha- struggle with Scott. Like, listen, I don't want those powers. Like, I understand I'm supposed to be this leader, and I, I I've I've had these sins in the past. It's maybe a horrible person. I don't want I don't want to go down that path, you know. And then. Uh, other stuff that trying to build the team of the X-Men like and just reboot everything mm-hmm. but still have elements of what had happened in the past mm-hmm. you know what I mean I almost think like uh, I don't think I could do anything that was in, as in depth as that but I, I feel, I feel that's like with, that's with three seconds of thinking brainstorming yeah 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 no big deal I feel like if, if if I were to do it just off the top of my head I think I would create a new team okay. of new mutants that they grew up under X-Men in its glory days. Mm-hmm. And they see where it's at now and they're like, look, we don't want any part of this. Like, in the world that we grew up in, Cyclops would never team up with Magneto and go fuck off somewhere and be some militant mutant 
crew, and it's just not what we want to stand for. It's not the world we grew up in. It's it's not what we know. It's not what the X Men mean to us. We're starting our own thing, et cetera, et cetera. And they start up a whole new school, and it's not really a school school because they only got like five or six people. And a they, club, a club more so. Like it's a like the American fire. Legion a on a Friday fire. night. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're gonna meet down at the Moose Lodge, <laughs> and they. They set up and they they tr- they do some good. They make a they make a name for themselves where you know the Avengers get word of it and they kind of like what they're doing. You know, and they all, and they're almost like, look, we're not getting involved with mutant affairs. We know it's gone bad in the past, but we're looking and we're liking, mm-hmm. and eventually get themselves in a real pickle where the there's some old villains. Is it pickle Rick? Maybe a new, maybe a new Hellfire Club or a new something like that, like mm-hmm. a, a cult type thing that is formulated and got themselves in a, in a circumstance that they can't get out of. Yeah. And from that, the original team gets back together just to save them. Okay, that's cool. And then that sort of puts things on a new platform moving forward. And they're able to put aside their differences because they all believe in minor aspects of what this new team is doing and see a bit of themselves in the past are reminded of who they used to be. I just see you need to, but I, I, I do think you need to retcon a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I, I, there's been so much retconning of the retconning, I'm not even sure retconning needs to be retconned anymore. Yeah. I mean, just it's so, take it back to formula. Yeah, it's so... I almost feel like the whole Marvel Universe could do... I guess this is what this Legacy 52 is going to do, but like, I almost feel like they need a fucking new 52 event. Like across the board, like a new Ultimates or a new whatever. Yeah. Like they just need to start from scratch. I, I didn't mind the Ultimate X Men. I liked it. See, I haven't. I, I, I want to collect them. I have like Volume Eight up there. Yeah. It's like a bizarre one to have, but like I think it's because Michael Turner did the cover. <laughs> oh, probably. And like, I've got one through four, maybe. Really? I want to read them. I want to. I want to go back I and think. read them now. I don't. Don't quote me on that. Uh, let's see what else. And then we have, uh, from Paul A. He says, "Pace yourselves." I have no idea when you guys record, but I hope that this makes it a time. I went and saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Loved it. Keaton particularly. So naturally, I rewatched Batman 89 recently. Still love it. Joker especially. So naturally, I then progressed to The Dark Knight. Still loved it. Vulture led to Batman. Joker led to Dark Knight. But it brings me to my discussion point. Did they try to do too much in Dark Knight? I feel they would have been better to set up Two-Face and leave him open for the next movie instead. Instead, a character that really could have been fleshed out and twisted into a complex villain he ought to be was robbed of justice. See what I did there. Spider-Man 3 did the same thing with uh, Sandman and Venom, with Venom being wasted. Not saying that was the only problem with the movie, but Green Goblin Jr. could have done with some decent build-up too. The point is that they try to do so much with the spectacle, I assume, and forget how to build a story. It's gotten to the point that if there is a movie with two villains, I roll my eyes and am far more inclined to just pass on it. What do you guys think? Maybe someone should just tell these writers to relax. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, even when Dark Knight came out, we didn't know that Two Face was dead. There was Agreed. there was tons of dialogue that he just knocked out or whatever. Yeah. What if? Um, yeah, and and I remember right before um, Dark Knight Rises came out. What's his face even said that he was in the movie, or there was there was some toilers that he was getting a toy, mm-hmm. and so you go, oh, okay, Two Face is al- Two Face is alive, it's confirmed, bro, it's totally alive. And then like once we watched him, we like, oh no, he's 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 proper dead. I think that <clears throat> so I, I have two I have two trains of thought on this. Mm-hmm. One is is that I think if they were trying to build a 
DC universe, like a Batman universe that was going to be ongoing. I think it would have been a major shortcoming to cut off Two Face as soon as they did. But in the the three part, but in the three, was that the original concept though? I'm guessing. I I don't think that Nolan ever had the idea of doing it indefinitely. I I don't I. That's probably true, but I can't imagine that after the success of Batman Begins and the success of The Dark Knight, that Warner Brothers would be like, dude, yeah, five sounds good. Oh, I'm five sure sounds they good did. to us. I'm sure they did. You know? And I and I can't imagine that, you know, there wasn't a little bit of a oh, we, no, we can do some more. Do some more of this, you know? And and yeah. he was like, I'm an artist. Well, I think that is him. I'm an artist and I only do three. Well, I think that I I, I also think he's like and I, I get it. Like, he's probably bored of it. If exactly, like, if you're if you're not a person like us, yeah, it's not what you want to do your whole career. Yeah, you know, like most filmmakers, they just want to make films. So like, they jump at the opportunity. Like, I've never done a superhero film. Yeah, and I'd like to do it my way. Yeah, and after I do that, I want to do my time travel film, and I want to yeah, do yeah, it yeah. my way. And you know, I think that's more so what most filmmakers want to do. Us fanboys, we'd be like, locked into Batman life contract for 80 years. Where is I? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think in, in like I think if 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 Dark Knight was in this DCEU, yeah. I think it'd be a huge mistake to cut two because this is going to be ongoing. I agree. You know, but I think for the Nolan verse, I feel like um I feel like it makes more sense. Not to say that I wouldn't have liked him to go on because I would have, but I, it's more feasible. Dude, did you see the the new Walmart commercials with the superheroes? Like, like the kids are buying like the Batman shirt, and like you see Batman getting out of the like, car, walking uh-huh. to the to the school. Um, you see Superman walk out of the house and fly and land at the school, and Wonder Woman's running and jumping and whatever. Uh, the, there's Autobots transforming, throwing their backpacks on their back That's and everything, awesome. and Power Rangers getting out of the car. It's a, it's a Walmart commercial, but I gotta say, man, the new DCU costumes are all fucking perfect. Even in these goofy ass commercials, they like fucking work. It's like, goddamn, that works. Where like, I can't say that Chris Reeves costume, Superman costume, or even Brandon Rouse would work in that. Yeah, that's fair. Know? That's fair. And it's like, it's like that that fucking work. That looks like an alien. Like that looks like what an alien would look like, and be all right. But it's still the Superman costume. It's like, goddamn, these are fucking good. Yeah. That's and fair. even the Power Rangers for that, like that, that shit works. A little sparkly yeah. looking stuff. I, I gotta see that. It's out now, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know. Um, fall asleep to it, it'll be fine. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's see here, and then we have our last question from Paul C, which is: It seems we'll start with Paul C and then with Paul. There C. we go. It seems you all have something in your life that you've named after something nerdy: children, <laughs> pets, etc. Though most of us have likely figured out who the name is referencing, how did you come across the decision to use those names? How did your significant others react when you suggested those names, assuming you were the ones who suggested them? It would be interesting to see this side of the decision-making process. Nice question. Um, so when we had our daughter, we came up with the name Kara, obvious reasons. And um, there's other, you know, my wife's name is Pamela, my name is Adam. And so all of our other girls, all of our names all have two A's in them for whatever reason. And we just kept that trend. Um, and I don't know. We, and like my wife kind of upset. My wife knows every female character in the DC universe because she's researched potential names. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we had a fourth girl, it was going to be Diana, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Um, and even our pets' names. So this. We get, we're getting a new dog. He's, he's going to have a 40K name. It's a one. 
on that trend that we're changing. So, um, my our, our first dog was Alabama, and it was named after my wife and I's favorite movie, which is True Romance. Uh, it's like our movie, so it just seemed, you know. And then our second dog was Smeagol. Well, actually, we had another dog named Chewy. We only had for like a week or two. He had lesions on his brain. Mm-hmm. They had to come take him, which was like one of the hardest things I ever fucking did in my life. Um, like I, I remember, like I, I was holding it together. Like I had distanced myself from that dog, mm-hmm. and I was holding it together. As you do before something leaves you. That's true. <laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> and uh, I was holding it together, and I go to walk out of the house to take him. And my wife came up and like pet him and was like, "No, you be a good boy." And I fucking lost it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then and then we had Smeagol, and Smeagol just seems like a fucking Smeagol. I think it's like maybe the most perfect dog name, appropriate dog name for Probably. a dog ever. He's always running around picking up preciouses. Definitely. <clears throat> um, and then, uh, you know, you you named your kid Kara, which then inspired me to name my kids after something that I loved as well. Cause I think we were going to name them after myself or my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but you know what? Like, just go something else. Just like, so Jaina, I, I loved her from the books mm-hmm. and my wife loved the name like immediately. And my wife loves DC comic characters. So like Jaina Quinzel is my first daughter and there was no fuss, no muss. My wife wanted to name one of our daughters Isabella just because she's a big fan of the name, mm-hmm. but it never happened. And she was like, what about Isabel? And I was like, no, because kids are going to call her is not a bell, is a human. But I was... <laughs> um, and then uh, the second daughter we named Selena Kyle, and it was, it, was, it was the same year that Dark Knight Rises came out. Mm-hmm. You know, so like Catwoman was in the movie and it just seemed right. And then our third daughter is Leia Diana, and that was the same year that uh, Rogue One came out, and Force Awakens had just come out, and it was like in Star Wars Mania. And so Wonder Woman was coming out, and Wonder Woman was coming out. So it was like it, it the the second two more so than the first, like marked time and a character that we loved. Um, and that, and that's it. And if we ever had uh, uh if we had another girl. Who the fuck knows where we would go next? And if we had a boy, it was going to be Jason Jason Wayne from Jaina's brother and Invincible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And my wife only put up a fight, I think, with the second one, Selena. She didn't want it to be Selena Kyle initially. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny though because now it's hard to imagine her as anything else. Like she yeah. seems so yeah. synonymous with it. But like, and our our two middle ones have the same middle names. Yep, it's interesting. Yeah, but uh. The the third one, like I was like, she was like, we were talking about names, and she was like, is there anything that you? I was like, I kind of been kicking around Leia Diana, and the moment she heard it, she was like, it's perfect, that's the one. Sold. Yeah, that, that was that was the least. Yeah. Trouble. It's interesting too, because my my middle one's name is Talia, after Talia Al Ghul, and my l- youngest one is named Alexa. Now I named her after Lex Luthor. Yes. You know what I mean? And her middle name's Lane after Lois Lane. And so I call her, we call her Alexa. Sometimes I call her Lex. Mm. And that fucking name is perfect <laughs> yeah. for her. her. Hers felt like the one that's like, oh, we didn't want to do Diana. Because I, I have an Aunt Diana. My wife right. didn't want to. She's she like, listen, I, so I don't like the name, like the name, but everybody's going to feel like we named her after your right, aunt. Right, and it's going right. to cause family beef. And, um, and so I always like the name Alexa. 
And so I was like, well, Alexander Luther. And like this, there, there is a, there is an Alexandra Luther as well. So I was like, all right, cool. And she, and, and like actually the earth one Superman, like that Lex is a female, oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. which I fucking dig. Mm-hmm. So, but she's like the evil genius. Um, I mean, she's like, like, you know, all the, all the girls are bright, you know, but she's the one that's like Easter bunny or ahead of the curve. Really? Yeah. You know, always engineering, always building something, doing little like, quote unquote experiments. So. And, like, the, like the only one I'm not sure about now is Leia. Cause like Leia is, she's funny. too small to know yet. True. Yeah. But she's also funny. Like she's yeah. very funny. Like, like Carrie uh, Fisher. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. Maybe Carrie would have been more appropriate though. Yeah. But like, um, that's what nicknames are for. But the, uh, like Jaina is like spot on. Like she's tough. Like she's insanely tough. And, Selena is spot on. She's fucking mischievous. Yep. Um, <sighs> anyway, a couple, just a couple Star Wars notes. Nothing really crazy there to talk about this week before we get out of here. We didn't really talk about Homecoming. Do we need to revisit that? We both enjoyed it. We yeah, we both it. enjoyed it's it. Great. Yeah, it's great. It's good. I, I'm a little worried about the replay value of it. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see it again. I kind of want to take my kids to see it and see how they feel about it. There's a couple bits in it. They're like, oh, I explain porn to them. There's one other thing, too. Uh, MF, MFK. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first note is you still talking about Star Trek? <laughs> Which is, it's in the notes. We won't talk too much about it. But it, there was a guy, apparently, as this article loads, I think he murdered somebody? Or? He stabbed him. I don't think he died. Okay. Uh, police say fight over Star Trek in Star Wars led to an assault in the Metro. Uh, this guy was arrested on July 1st on a complaint of assault and battery. Yeah, Subway. That's what I need right now. Fucking idiot. Um, Oklahoma City Police Department reports show that this guy and another man were in the living room of an apartment in the 1400 block of such and such when they began arguing if Star Wars or Star Trek was better. The victim told police he became frustrated and stated, you're just a trick, before walking back to his room. The victim got back up and told police he stated, you want to replay that? Police say this guy then wrapped his arms around the victim's neck and began choking him. The victim was near unconscious when he pulled out a pocket knife, and uh, the guy let go and reached for the knife, cutting himself. He then left the room, and he was locked up. So just be careful between the Star Wars and Star Trek conversations. So who do you think the victim was, the Trek fan or the Star Wars fan? I'm going to say the Trek fan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um and then lastly, there's just these uh, photos. There's a link in, in the in the notes to see in for yourself. And a couple photos that come out from the Han Solo set. It seems to be like a museum that they're in. That is one thing I want to say that I think is cool about these Star Wars movies, these Disney ones, is taking you to places that you you necessarily hadn't considered existing in the Star Wars yeah. universe, like a casino mm-hmm. and a museum and just shit like that. Where like you know, I just find that alluring. Yeah. You know, like it's it's cool to see how that. We have been in a library in a little cafe. That's true. That is is, little dirty spoon, greasy spoon cafe. (laughs) Obi. It's just like a a diner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I love seeing these like everyday things reimagined in that universe. Mm -hmm. It always does the trick. No new uh, leaks for episode eight. No. Uh, Just something about. Uh, that one of the there's gonna be a scene with one of those little birds sitting on R2's head, oh. and I saw some tweets about it. Oh, dude, it. I saw a picture of that little bird. Mm. Looks fucking stupid. I think it's gonna be one of those things until you really see it, though. 
And I think I think you know what it, like I think that I think that that's going to be their new formula. Is it gonna, they're going to have one marketing thing for the kids, one marketing thing for the adults. It so looks the marketing like thing for the kids in episode seven was BB-8. Oh, and the marketing it? thing for the adults in episode seven was the uh, the the Kylo Ren. You saw Kylo Ren everywhere. Oh, you saw yeah, BB-8 everywhere. Yeah. And now I think with this one, the marketing thing for the kids is going to be these little birds. The marketing thing for the adults is going to be these patron patron Patreon. <laughs> is it Dermbridge Patreon? Yeah. Whatever these. these these new guards that are like yeah. Snoke's guards in the red suit, I guarantee we see that everywhere. Just like the Death Troopers were like the adult marketing. I don't remember what the kid marketing was for the robot. Maybe, maybe K two S I can't. Um, the bird maybe looks Jin. like something. It looks like a bird from a Doctor Seuss drawing. Yeah, yeah it does. Like, imagine a Doctor Seuss penguin that's all white. It does. Spot on. Outside of that, uh, shout out to the the rest of the Nerve team. Uh, we got Philip and Dante. Thanks for all your help on. Facebook Dante and Raul who just passed fifty thousand subscribers on killing it on uh, the Instagram, dude. Now Raul, when you get here, I know I know you're a man of few words. Those words will come. But when you get here, this next those week, words I need action. you to talk about the amount of DMs you must get on a daily basis from having fifty thousand people following you and wanting you to promote their shit or whatever. I'm sure he gets instant messages through Instagram yeah. all the time. And people, I, I just want him to talk about it. Raul, prepare yourself. A question is coming and answers need given. Uh, of course, shout out to Joe who couldn't make it today. He's working. And um, I think we're going to play the 40K game next week. Okay, cool. And uh, shout out to On my the, new industrial table. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm honestly looking forward to it. Shout out to the Cool Table Network, Realm of Collectors, and Beer and Bolters 40K. Shout out Cast Uncut. Classic Fanatics, Stasis Lock, Eight Weeks, Toy Detox. And I, I guess, you know, real, real quick before we get out of here, we haven't checked in a while. Let's check and see if we have any more new reviews. Oh, yeah, we've done that forever. Forgot um, all about that. Me too. But I am. I, I, I can't express how much I'm looking forward to. Uh... Oh, I got a guy coming by to look at the basement tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, Sweet. This looks like it's finally going to start getting that ball on the road, that ball rolling and et cetera. Yeah, but Raul, I need you to prepare yourself, buddy. I need one answer to one question, and then you can you can go back into quiet mode. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any new ones. So it seems as though still the same amount of people uh, care for the show. Five. Five? It's five people. Five people. Six? Six is good. Six is good. We get six. That'd be great. And with that, uh, great tits. Tight dick player. Later. <laughs>